Well, I help the industry when I get back because I started spending money again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> BMX of course. stuff. So, <laughs> you know, I was a very small part of it. But so anyway, a lot of my stuff's gone. So it's uh, yeah. almost everything except for photos, thank God. A lot of photos and videos. But That's good, though. That's good. I'm always a fan of your uh, X sub can. I no. was like, dude, that is just such a twist, though. I just It's just confusing to that. look at. I love it. I love the way yeah. it looks. I'm always like, oh, you could get so balled up in that. So, but have you ever crashed on that, or, um, or have you always pulled it? <laughs> I've had to jump off a couple times. Mm-hmm. Like if you're pushing the handlebar under, if you're pushing, well, say the way I do is like yeah. I, um, I can't get into the to the right. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I. I do the X up after I can't get gotcha. it. So, I can't so you're can. laying it over the lap. Yeah, like turn the bars yeah. under. Oh, under. So. <laughs> Even crazier. Yeah. Nah, not really. I mean, it, I mean, I don't know. You do something so many times when you're younger. It's Yeah. Now it's. Now it's, it's there. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Well, I wish it was still there. But the jump has to be, like, just right. Especially mm-hmm. when you're older. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it also means I have to do it like karate speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't pause it at all like, or anything. I'm only two feet off the ground. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, It's got to be quick. I got to do this quick. Yeah. So anyway, if I was really good at this, <laughs> which I'm not, we did the first part in Starbucks. And then the part that we added on, it was obviously quiet as hell because yeah, yeah. he was in his living room probably yeah. with... A couch, rugs, the whole thing absorbing yep. all the sound. Yep. So I put it in, in between, not like trying to trick anyone, but it's such a loud, weird Difference. splice. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I should have just put it at the end and said, here's an extra, but yeah. like I said, I'm not that good at this, so... Yeah. So uh, audacity couldn't save it, right? <laughs> oh, it could have if I was... If I, sometimes I get impatient, too, because I... Yeah. Um, I edit for a while, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes I have to chop them down. If they get a little long, I feel like you start to lose people, mm-hmm. and I don't want to lose people because I really want people to hear your story. Yeah. So if if it starts to look like a long, Windy. a, a long form <laughs> interview and then some, yeah, I I think less people will give it a shot. Yeah, Just yeah, give yeah. it a chance. I mean, the third most listened to one is only thirty five minutes long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's. I don't know, over 7,000 downloads and it's, which is nothing in the world of like people that do this mm-hmm. real deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just sounds horrible, but now, you know, now, you know, thank you. That's a good way to look at it. Oh my I, God. I've yeah. made these mistakes a thousand times. Like I, yeah. I video it. So like, I just, uh, like uh, it's to the point where if like a lot of my video editing, I'll like, uh, that happens at least corporately. Yeah. We can do it a multiple ways where you can either like record on Zoom, yeah. or you can record, you know, within uh, PowerPoint. Okay. You know, slide per slide, because a lot of people are really just doing voiceover PowerPoints. Right, you know, right. I mean, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll have someone that I'm working with, they'll have like a hundred slide PowerPoint, and they'll be like, all right, for the first 30 slides, sound a certain way, Yeah. but then they'll take a break, uh-huh. And like you know, move something in the room or take their computer to work, and then continue the slides. And that's yeah, almost yeah, yeah. the point. The point of the PowerPoint slide yeah. technique is that you can sit, yeah. digest each slide individually, record the slide individually, okay. per each slide, and then ex- 
and then I just export the video and edit the video the best that I can. So I gotcha. it's cool that the corporate world is willing to let that shit like slide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Zoom is like, I, I kind of just have them just almost talk to me yeah, as sure. if I'm on the Zoom call, but they're yeah, just yeah. home by themselves recording in Zoom. And uh, Zoom is good because it has a lot of cool, good filters that can kind of like, even like if like there's a fan in the background or something like yeah. that going, it has really good filter, like audio filters, but they can also like screw you too, like where yeah. they'll chop just the lead oh. in on every sentence, oh, you know what I mean? Because yeah, it's trying yeah. to take the fan noise out. And then you're, and then it picks up on their sentence and focuses on the audio. So it'll be, yeah. it'll be like, you know, and you're just like, oh. so now I'm like, oh man, this guy, he just did 50 slides like this, you know, and I have to like, basically be like, hey, you have to re-record that. Now, if yeah. there's an air conditioning in the background or in your mm -hmm. room where there's a continuous yeah. hum of something, right. which in these buildings, like these hangar clinic buildings, they're mm -hmm. always like that. Or uh, I mean, it's quiet right now because the lab like isn't in session. But like, mm -hmm. there's like, and the phones are grinding. Ringing. It's really more like fabrication going uh -huh. on here on this right. like side of the building, and like, and in a lot of those mm -hmm. hangar clinics, you would get a leg or a device and have to modify it, and it usually requires you to grind things away with like yeah. a flap wheel or a, I gotcha. a grinding cone or something like that. So mm. it's right. and I'm just like trying to get good audio from somebody like in this situation, so it's usually uh, wow. funny things like oh, that. So this, yeah, this is definitely a good time then. Yeah, so you're talking this, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I've been there. So I've you, all there. right, so you've dealt with all the, the, the yeah, audio, I, I realize, uh, you know, Zoom, you're mixing in video, and, and I guess a lot of people, you know, separate audio and they can mm -hmm. still mm -hmm. just... Well, you can record, just, like, 16 different versions of things while you're in one Zoom meeting. So you can even, like, you could record it in 19 by 20, you could record it in 720, you could record uh, it, you know, just the audio, you could record right. just the camera pointing at someone's face sure. and then the PowerPoint. So it's... Yeah. I have to deal with these all the time. <laughs> I'll get something and it will just be their face. When yeah. really they were supposed to be recording yeah, yeah. the PowerPoint and oh. like share the PowerPoints, you know what I mean? So they mm -hmm. think they're doing right, but then, then I get the footage and then I'm like, all right, can you give me the PowerPoint? <laughs> and then I have to like insert the slides to yeah. their audio and stuff like that. So it's oh, just, God. yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it, would you say it's as difficult as, um, as trying to edit, no. uh, do, doing DMX? a DMX edit? No way. No way. Pmx just flows, just goes easier. Easy. Okay. Pmx is cake. Yeah. Compared to dealing with, and a lot of Bmx people, they have a film mentality now. At least this point in the social mm -hmm. age, like they've seen videos that they like, they right. want to see a clip a certain way, they want to see, yeah. you know. So you can almost kind of, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm old enough playing this game that I've seen, I've made mistakes and yeah, yeah, figured out best ways to do things, I guess. I right, mean, right. Uh, I don't know. It's, so you, if this all, you know, completely failed, then you're totally good with doing this again tomorrow night? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I literally, answer, I literally have to, to like <laughs> refilm things a thousand times. Like, really? Oh my God, just because I'm clinicians. Really lucky right now. Oh my God, clinicians are basically like doctors uh -huh. or, uh, and I, I haven't even like this, described what the hell 
I do, so I don't even oh, we'll know if this stuff like helps, but like when uh, I actually introduce you, then we'll talk okay. about that. Yeah, but like they uh, they need me because they literally are those people who don't know how to attach things in emails mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and need to be handheld through like some of the technical yeah. navigation, and like you'll have a clinician who then becomes, you know, somebody who is the proprietor of some good piece of education. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Whether it's a fabrication technique uh-huh. or a process to fit a patient or uh, even a new device. Uh-huh. They've some, somehow made it in their office. And yeah. now we see it, the company sees it as a, a dollar mm-hmm. amount, right. you know, and they're, they'll be like, hey, Ian, can you go there and just mm-hmm. make an educational video from this guy? Oh, and like okay. that's literally how they they come at me. They'll be like, "We're gonna send you there," and like I'll like usually kind of just like hit the whoever it may be, sure, uh, whatever the clinician may be. Yeah. And the cra- and fu- the crazy thing that has kind of happened is I've worked at this school for so long. That's what's ended up happening is the majority of the people that I work with are former students who uh-huh. have now gone out into the field yeah. and yeah. you know know our hustle mm-hmm. so they'll almost even ask they'll be like hey is Ian can Ian do it Ian can Ian can do this definitely <laughs> and then they'll come to me they'll be like hey you know this guy and I'll be like oh yeah that guy <laughs> yeah, right. I know that guy he's like oh that freaking kid you know and then they'll be like the, he just he's killing it doing yeah. this can you go there and film this process and like then I, I just usually go out and hang out with my friend you know what yeah, I mean that's yeah, basically yeah. what it is I'll be like hey right. kid that I basically taught how to mix plaster you right. know like let's make this video you know yeah. and they're they're usually like oh like shake because they're like oh my god I'm gonna be out. and I'm just like no dude you know this, this is yeah, yeah. Stuff. so it's usually more like calm down techniques mm-hmm. to kind of get people to just do their damn thing and get it yeah. is it's the same thing with BMX yeah I, I look at like BMX Oh my God! There's so many times where you're filming someone, at least in streetwise, where you're filming someone and you're just like, "Oh my God! I hope I get the right angle," because I don't want to like have to have my friend do this again. Like, God forbid, I didn't press the record button. Or because the, or it's, do, one, it's one it's that one, they're going like, for yeah. that they're. I mean, you film with Jeff Martin time. once. Mm-hmm. You're nervous yeah, while yeah. he's doing his thing. You're just like, "Oh my God! Please." Yeah he shouldn't do this and like he'll do it and he'll land it and you're just like oh my god I hope I got this we're here I'll be like hey do that again right and we're just gonna film it again just cuz might as well have three yeah you know what I mean it only took you five minutes minutes. you know this you know like let's do this and like so Mm -hmm. where you know BMX you have to get around the cops you have to kind of right wait for a building to close or something (laughs) like that or like just be (laughs) sneaky like that but it's even been a while since I've like even played that game like just because my body can't like take right doing that stuff anymore you know just like age is starting to creep in you know that's why I only do little tech stuff you know I know I know (laughs) Tommy but like Tommy the the 52 things God, I when feel it, it at forty. I yeah, feel it at forty. Maybe. I feel like the knees. I feel the ankles. I feel. But you'll be all right. I feel I can, atrophy. I, tell you, I feel atrophy yeah. right now. Like I feel. But like, I can tell you that you you you're gonna be all right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're definitely gonna last a lot longer. Fish than oil. Than Fish oil. <laughs> For you, yeah, exactly. Omegas, yeah. omega, whatever. Yeah. Not chondroitin. We're talking. I don't know. Actual diet. Yeah. 
or I guess it supplements. But anyway, um, well, since you're all about going backwards, yeah, this is perfect for the podcast because so, we already started backwards. Okay. <laughs> so now we'll we'll keep working our way back. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but Ian McComb, right? Is that McCom- you McComber. McComber. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, welcome in to the BMX in our blood. Actually, I was supposed to say, oh, no problem. I was actually going to say blood hour in BMX, but to welcome. Because everything's going to be backwards. Like, we should Yoda this whole thing. (laughs) And this is all because, are you comfortable with being the guy that's really good at going backwards? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Because to me, you're, you're... I embraced it. I embrace. At some point, I just embraced yeah. it, and it was just like whatever. Because like, it's like, something you were good at as you were uh, going along, and then you were just like, ah. I've thought, I've thought, like, I've tried to like diagnose where it all like happened, but like uh-huh. I was someone who likes. I rode BMX, but like when I was younger, like in like yeah. uh, maybe I started like eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Not even like freshman year of high school. I was late. Yeah. Like if you think about like how kids are today, where they're starting off as like yeah. little children, and uh, I was thirteen. Was uh, I was probably like sixteen. Oh, okay. I, like, so was it. like like basically freshman year of high school. I had a homie who like moved in next door. Okay. And like, uh, shout out Garrett Servant. And he yeah. like basically his dad was just like, oh, you want ramps? We're building ramps. And like this is like cool, and I was just like, "This is where we're gonna steal the plywood." Yeah, and we're gonna. Bring no, he was a carpenter. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And I ended up working for him for tons of years. But like, yeah. so we had like dialed ramps that this yeah. carpenter was like building for us, and like, uh, uh, there was n- like nothing at that time. Like there was no mm-hmm. skate parks. Right. There was trails out in the woods. There was Falcon Field. Yeah, yeah. you know oh. what I mean. We would give, oh, be going wow. to Falcon. Uh, to hit some some dirt jumps, yeah. Dirt mountains. Oh yeah, and Meriden <laughs> was Meriden Falcon. That or, is Falcon. So and then yeah, there's yeah. one in Torrington, right? There's one. Yeah, in Torrington. it's one of my friends and I opened. Okay. Yeah. Back but in wasn't there one? Yeah. All right. So like, and that's when I was 25. So you would have been 13 when that track opened. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even know what the hell was going. On. <laughs> I was like, I want bear trap pedals. Like, right, like right. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I. uh I had a bike that I found in the dumpster yeah. behind my house. Yeah. Like, like, we used to, like, lurk this dumpster because people would throw away weird shit in it, like, all the uh-huh. time because it was just out in the open. Oh my, I can't wait to tell my, my son's uh, girl slash friend. Uh, she dumpster dives. I'm a dumpster diver to death. And I it, rock the flea market world, so, like, I'm a dumpster diver to yeah. death, like, all the time. All That's going to get into a whole other thing. Don't let me forget elephant okay. trunk. Yeah, dude. All right, so, I, yeah. We're, we're like, going to miss stuff. I know we are. So I don't know this racing. I don't know, like, racing bikes, but I think it was, like, mm-hmm. one of those, like, Asian brand racing bikes that has, like, the hole in, like, the head tube, you know, up in the front. It was, like, Casawana or Rakatanda or, like, I, I don't even know. That's what, what was in the dumpster? Yeah, that was in the dumpster with, like, the bent, like, handlebars. Or, because you could l- slightly see it, like, through the paint that someone, like, put on. And then I was, like, really? cleaning it up, you know, uh... I was someone with, like, I was middle child, yeah. so, like, I would always get, like, the, well, I can't buy you this because I would have to buy one for your sister and I'd have to buy one for your brother, you know, so, like, yeah, yeah. it so was a lot of, like, even distribution yeah, around yeah, yeah, Christmas yeah. time, you know what I mean, and stuff like that, <laughs> yeah. so, like, I used to dumpster dive all the, like, sp- 
bots. Jeff DePaul is calling me. <laughs> is he? Uh, well, he's supposed to. So okay, so he's calling me. Yeah. All right. So answer and put it on speaker. All right. And put it by right by here. Jeff, hold on one second. Hold on one second. <laughs> yeah, you're good. So either way, I uh, I would like buy this like. I mean, I didn't buy anything. I just used to build bikes on the dumpsters of these like yeah. action, like sports types places. Um, and like those were my first bikes or like dumpster right. bikes and stuff. <laughs> I, I'm starting to change my mind about dumpster diving. Oh my God. I mean, I mean you just got to get through some potentially disgusting Oh stuff. my God, no. Walmart used to like clear out at the end of the year, like all their year stuff. This no is like way. present. This is like college years. I, I used to do this. Uh, Walmart and I and I get nervous because I might get like who knows held against me in the court of law or some of this stuff but for like, what so they You're used to like the they would be just like missing a pedal and they would just yeah, throw yeah, this yeah. bike in the dumpster and oh then they, they, they so like at one point there was like there was like a hundred bikes <laughs> so we used to take them out and, and like flip them on Craigslist because like I worked at yeah, mad yeah. bike shops you know so like yeah, I would yeah. just like fix right. those things up Right. And it was super funny because I like told I was at a bar one night and like I was like, "Yo, there's all these bikes in this dumpster. Y'all should go there." And like my homies who were at the bar were like, "We're going to this dumpster. We're all gonna get mountain bikes." <laughs> and they went and they were like wasted after the bar, like being yeah, yeah. loud as hell, like yeah. swinging around bike parts and stuff like that. And like cops showed up like all directions <laughs> and just like threw them back in the car and was just like. Y'all are too drunk to drive, so like they had to like call people to like oh pick God. them up and everything. It was wow, funny, but I don't know. It was just like one of those things. Crazy like, to the extent of my dumpster diving. But do, is, is, Jeff, do you know what he's talking about? Were you part of this? The, Manther got in trouble. Manther and G, Jeff. Yeah, I told Manther about it, and then he got in trouble. I hit the volume up on Oh, I mean, I've definitely seen he and dumpster dive endlessly. Yeah. Every time we rode street, he, he found a dumpster yeah. and jumped in. And I, I, isn't that how you started all your wire art and stuff? It was dumpster diving. Nah, I, I mean that was more like my, my mom was like promoting that when I was like younger and stuff. Yeah. Hang on, Jeff. I'm trying to find a a way to uh, to pick you up a little louder. He should be. Yeah. He should be kind of. I do have like a little mini Bluetooth speaker that could probably help too. Oh, you you want to do that? Yeah. So I can always hold on. Hold up. on, Jeff. One second. Oh, I'm holding. <laughs> He's not going anywhere. <laughs> How's everything, Jeff? Good, man. How's the, the cast going? Good. Good. I mean, Ian's, as you know, is really, really hard to get along with. You know, he's oh, ve yeah. very I difficult. Know. Very difficult personality. <laughs> no, dude, he, he's uh, extremely nice. And I'm, I'm starting to wonder, if, did I meet him at the uh, Barkus Jam? Jam. Yep, you were definitely there. Oh, excellent. Okay. Yeah, we'll... Yeah. We'll, uh... If you want Vargas stories, Ian's the one. Before I ever uh, filmed with Vargas, uh -huh. Ian was definitely the one in the oh, beginning. Oh, Jeff, count to ten. One, two, three, four. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Wait, good. you don't have to prove it. I know you can count to five. <laughs> we're good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got nervous when I had to use my other hand. <laughs> you had to take it out of a mitten. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I was born in Asia, but they sent me here because I was bad at math. So. And you didn't know how to use an abacus? <laughs> I can't even spell abacus. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> All right, I know you're just that you're you're uh, self-deprecating humor, so that's 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 good. It's uh, oh, yeah, that's we have to have that. <laughs>
Yeah, so Jeff, I had you call in because you're absolutely from the era of Ian. Yeah, you were. You guys are part of your original crew, right? Of uh, sort of. We we kind of merged crews at one point. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, he was like the cut. If if I really have to talk about it, when I was coming up as a little kid and stuff, even though we're so similar in age, I always thought they were older than me. And we always looked up to them, like him, Gareth Zervin, Manther, Sven, Tony Long. Like, uh-huh. we always thought they were so much older than us, and we thought they were so cool. Yeah. And then we found out they're total losers. <laughs> they're the same age as us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then you just combined and made one big loser group? Yeah, me and Tom Lavorne, you always talk about the times we went to Leatherfield Skate Park, which we had no business being at. Neither one of us had any tricks for that place. Is that well, the concrete part? Yeah, it's concrete. It's been around a little bit, huh? I, I went there once, but it was probably four or five years ago. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So, so anyway, you guys, you guys. Oh yeah, doing... we went there, and then we went out to Hooters with them because I had like a gift card I got for Christmas. A gift and, card for uh, Hooters for Christmas. And then, like for an entire week, <laughs> me and Tom were like, "Oh my god, I can't believe we hung out with Fakey Master and Carrot." <laughs> oh, we were like man. really, really hyped on that. Oh god. I don't think Jeez. I ever told Ian that. <laughs> all right well do, do you want to hit him with a couple questions yeah i was actually kind of wondering i know you and garrett grew up together riding how did you go into your style of riding like does that have anything to do with outside bmx influences uh well so uh we were kind of talking earlier about how like uh so garrett was that neighbor who like moved yeah. in next door. Oh, okay. He was from Weathersfield and I like knew him but he like moved mm-hmm. in next door. Okay. So he built the ramp and like at that time it was even a trick if you could just go backwards. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you could go sure. for a for a prolonged time. Right. So uh usually when you learn a trick, like it kind of becomes your trick for a little while. You're like, yes. I oh can do an X up. Like, hey, I, oh my god! I could do a bar spin. I'm gonna try to do it wherever I could. So right. like, I remember Garrett was really good at like flat ground 360s, uh-huh. and all I had was like fakie. I would go up the ramp mm-hmm. and come down the ramp <laughs> and just turn around, and they were like, "Oh, look at that rollback!" And then I remember I was like, "Oh, there's a thing called a half cap." But now I don't know if that's kosher to use half cap, you know. So like, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So we're like, but either way, I don't want any beef with Caballero, whatever. But like, but that's uh, right. I forgot about but that like, interview. But oh, like geez. that was like that was a uh, a ramp or something, mm-hmm. and like like at some cruddy park or something like that. And I'd be like, all right, I'm gonna go up the ramp. I'm gonna mm-hmm. come down. I'm gonna go for as long uh, as I could possibly go backwards. Yeah. And then I'm going to just half cab as high as I fucking can <laughs> and just like slam down like a bunch of bricks you know what I mean and just to the point that people were like oh uh-huh. he went super high you saw how high <laughs> right you know what I mean it's like uh, that so like that was like kind of and like Garrett was all about Garrett was like yeah you see that you see that my boy did that you know what I mean so I was just like yeah I'm doing it I'm doing it I'm gonna do the half cabs and then I learned a full cab so then that was like, oh, but yeah, no, uh, it was just like, I, I figure out how to go backwards. And that was like, kind of like my thing. And we had like a setup behind a building where it was just kind of like a loading dock mm-hmm. that just like went up to a door. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And our little bank that would just like went up to a door. Right. So like we would do the like ride up on the door, you know, and then come down fakey. Right. You know, and like I would just go really far, you know, and then it turned into like half cabbing to like peg stalls, you know, on just like a flat ledge. So it's just like just slamming the shit out of it, just yeah. like hitting in it, like taking chunks of concrete <laughs> with me. It's, you know what I mean? Because like we were riding the worst bikes, the worst bikes. Like yeah. at this time, at this time, because I was starting to actually like try things. Yeah. Um, and this is like I don't even know, like. I'm like 18. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't even know. No, I'm maybe like 17 or something like that. I was still in high school, I think. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. We had I, my, my boy Garrett, who I'm like referencing. He had a War Pig, Nessunum War Pig, Damn. with 48 inch spokes or the 48 oh, spokes. Yeah. Tri- Alex triple walls, uh, Castillo bars, and like a duct tape seat that he intentionally wrapped the shit out of the seat with duct tape uh-huh. so that it was wider so he could try bar spins. Um oh, to pinch on <laughs> so that the something. pinch was like easier. Right. And then like I, I don't even know. I don't he should have just know. put the tape like inside out. I don't get know. Yeah, he would have stuck I know. Yeah. What were you doing? Velcro. We could have Velcro it. Put it on your jeans or something like that. Yeah. But we had we, we, we had the crazy like we bike could... setups that were just like horrible. Like horrible, horrible bike setups and like he had a he had a Haro Zippo with like an eight ball <laughs> for like the sprocket for like a minute uh, that got stolen yeah. from in front of a CVS uh, and then the War Pig came yeah. up. Actually, no, <laughs> actually he messed up. Like we made the dumbass like dance count move where he was like, "Yo, this looks sick," and he bought a fishbone. If you remember a fishbone, do you remember a fishbone? Oh yeah, yeah. it was a Flatland bike. Right, it was like a Flatland bike and. Uh, I don't even know. We he had the thread in pegs that had like the grips on it, and I remember his dad like filing the grip with like a grind wheel off so he could feeble ledges with it. Yeah, yeah. And it was like aluminum pegs, so it was just like, oh, it was a mess. It was such a mess. So I'm watching the clock because uh, I didn't realize how late it was, uh, but someone else is going to be calling your phone in okay. in a minute or All right. two. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Jeff. I didn't realize I was losing no, track you're of time. All good. You want to? It was just good to catch up with you guys, man. Yeah, good to talk yeah. to you, Jeff. It's been a minute. Oh my God, this person's. Coming. Uh, there we go. I, you, I don't know who this is. You're getting booted, but uh, but. All right, we'll, all good, man. Thanks, boy. Talk to you later. All right. Well, oh, there he is, Brant Moore. How's it going? Am I on time? You absolutely on time, and I knew oh, you would man. be. So we just kicked the guy off. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we. Well, uh, I got a couple minutes here, so. Yeah. Do you have some? Uh, do you have some work to do tonight online? Any uh, YouTube stuff tonight? I am finishing cooking dinner on the grill as yeah. we speak. Oh well, yeah, we definitely have to go quick. Meet thermometer in there. Yeah, right, right. You don't want to keep it warm to the point of dried, dried out. <laughs> yeah, um, nobody likes dried out burgers, but no. I did think of I, something good to bring up here. Uh, well, you know. I thought of you because I was looking at the post that Dig had reposted, yeah. and, and then I, I saw that you commented, and I'm like, wait a minute, he knows who Ian is too. So, so you know, and it's funny because we were just talking last night, so this is, I get two nights in a row of, of Brent, this is great. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, go for it, whatever you, whatever you got for Ian. I want to hear, and I hope this hasn't been said yet, I want to hear your uh, 
top five fakey riders on your list? Whoa, oh, that's mean, an awesome one. I already got it written down. In you film. do? <laughs> How did this? What? Well, it's it's pretty simple. It's really simple. Like it's very. Yeah. It's everyone's like favorite fakey riders. I, I don't. I don't even know. Oh, like, if right. I were to, uh, there's really only two. Mm-hmm. Maybe three if you count it, but like uh, uh, George D is obviously number one. I mean, everything he DeSantos? did, I was trying. Yeah, okay. George DeSantos, I was trying to copy him all the time. Like I was doing fakey stuff, like playing around on banks and stuff like that when I was like a younger kid. But like then, don't put your day job came out, and like animal, like can I eat and stuff like that, and like George D just like had done it all like everything that like i was like oh that's a crazy thing to think of and like so now i could see it in fruition like mm-hmm. i could almost like yeah see it in person so george d definitely uh rat boy of course because he's just rat boy you know what i mean he just does so many freaking crazy combinations that are just like that shine section where it's like, at all costs, at all costs. Like that one where he does like 40 tricks in like one day. There's like 17 things in there that we would have like hour-long conversations with my homies about like what actually occurred in the clip. Like where he'd be like rocket grinding something and like just somehow kick the cranks and somehow crank flip. I, we would be like, we couldn't understand how he was like getting stuff around and like just uh, one-handed ice picks with like a crank flip out, like just stuff like that. That like I just love that stuff. Anything you have to like rewind yeah. and like watch over and over and over again. Yeah. And then from there, I would say like um, Edwin in Turbulence. That's when I was like, oh damn, you could do that and that. He and he was like, that's when like style mm-hmm. was kind of like, oh damn, maybe I should be doing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And then. Uh, that's De La Rosa, right? Yeah, Edwin De La Rosa. I'd probably say just because he was doing kind of like fakey stuff, but he evolved sure. into like more like street stuff and everything like that. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't have him on my list, but of course Rick Malaterno's in there. Anything like you know, uh, he was like riding spines and like ramps at like rampage, super fakey, like all the time doing crazy stuff. And then uh, I guess if I had to put one more on there. I would say like Lucky from like way back in the day. Oh, wow. Like John mm-hmm. Engelbert, yeah. Engelbert or whatever. That's yeah, a, that's, um, that's it. He, he had one line in like, I think it was ECD or something like that, where he like was... grinded on one side, like 180'd out, rode fakie, and like grinded on like the other side. You know what I mean? Like fakie ground something, you know, and then like, I, I can't even remember, but like that's probably what I would say. Like top five, probably. Wow. Brant, good list. Awesome question. And that is not that is not at all what I thought you were gonna say. Who? What? Who did you think I was gonna say? I thought you were gonna list like T.J. Henderson, Kurt Schmidt, Ian Schwartz. Mm. Like, the people. That- Ian Schwartz. I should have put Ian Schwartz on that list. Definitely. That dude basically did everything that's possible back in the day, and did it like super fast too. There's a couple yeah. things that like I eyed up. And like, and that's the crazy part is actually a lot of things that I would be like, oh, look at this. I'm probably going to do this. And someone would be like, oh, Ian already did or tried that or Ian already did that. And I'd be like, 
oh, word? No, I'd just be like, okay, I'm not going to try that. <laughs> you know, but like, yeah, I would definitely put him on the list, actually. Take Lucky off. The Ian Schwartz. <laughs> Come on, man. I got to deal with some of those ECD guys. <laughs> oh, the- <laughs> ECD was crazy. We love that shit. We were all about that. Oh, man. Hey, hey, Brent, we're going to have to, I'd like to quickly shout out uh, that you just interviewed Kurt. Uh, that one's up, right? Yes, I did. Kurt. Yeah, Kurt Schmidt yeah. is crazy. A lot, a lot of people will comment Kurt Schmidt. Like, what they'll be like, oh, he's not the real fakie master. Kurt Schmidt. Oh, you know what I mean? And, like, there is shit that, like, I, I'd be like, yeah, I probably am the first person to do that. And then I'll, like, come across some video and I'll be like, oh, damn, this dude did this with a twist, you know, or some, something extra. So um, much respect to the, like, the uh, earlier generation. He almost said old. Yeah, you see how he almost I caught said myself? Old generation. See how I caught myself? Yeah. Well, it's, I'm practically his grandfather sitting across from him. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> you got something else before you uh, chow down? Nope. I just took the dogs and burgers off the grill. I appreciate you taking my call and answering the question, and I hope that it brought value to the podcast. Of awesome. course. Thank you, Brent. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Thank you, Brent. Uh, Lip Lords. Lip Lords. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Take care, guys. Thank you, Brent. Have a good one. See ya. See ya. I feel kind of bad we had to cut Jeff, but uh, mm-hmm. short. Um, but I didn't realize how fast the time came around, it's all and good. knowing that Brant was going to be calling. So it's funny, him and I were just talking on the phone last mm-hmm. night, just just chatting. We haven't <clears> talked <throat> in a while. Um, so we were talking about different podcasts and just, just, I mean, he truly is like BMX Media. He's to me, and and you know, my mind isn't as much on street or park or Mm -hmm. it's mostly racing and dirt so when i think about bmx news like people that are really regular with it Mm. it's you know it's it's dig it's our bmx in brand yeah i I can't think of another one that really puts out a ton of content and and he does it while working another job too Mm. so it's but he's dedicated. Are, he's dedicated. Stuff's starting to come around for him, though. I'm really happy about it. That's, mm-hmm. You know, that's something we got to talk about last night, which was nice because he, you know, just congratulating him for sticking with it. It's hard. Yeah, I was telling is. you how I'll we'll save it for after we shut it off. But uh, but yeah, it, it's hard. It it's is. hard to keep it going consistently. It's a, it's a lot of work, and he does it every day. Mm-hmm. So it's it's crazy. But uh, <laughs> he he's a good good guy. Good human. Yeah, absolutely. So so the so the fakey stuff was that the first time someone when Dig posted your your fakey sequence the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I was psyched and it reminded me. I'm like, <laughs> Ian was on my list like a, a bit ago, I nice. believe. Right? I, I'm almost. Positive. I didn't remember. I didn't remember. I was like, damn, did we actually yeah. like ever talk? I, I, I think felt like I, I would have reached out, you know, or something. I think maybe. we touched base in, and this would have been a while ago. This would have been four or five years ago. Yeah. So when you were, could, when you were trying like artwork for the jam. Well, I did see you at the Barkus jam. Okay. We met yeah. there briefly. I wouldn't expect either of us to remember it because yeah. I brought the side hacks there. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, the side hacks. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron and Jordy were, were riding yeah, yeah, yeah. riding the piss out of these things. Oh, my God. <laughs> they still work great, too. It turns out we had met. So when Dig posted that, that was, it was like, oh, man, it's fake. 
This is our, our you know, state guy. You know? <laughs> he's, 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 so anyway, it was, first of all, it was really cool. And I wanted to get your, your reaction on that. And then uh, just thoughts behind it. When, when you see something like that happen and they grab onto it, it, it must feel just, how did that feel? Feels good. Except yeah, no, it's the type mouth. of thing where you almost act like you've been in the end zone before. You know what I mean? And you're just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on there. I'm not even going to spike the ball. Yeah, just... I mean, like, one of the... Have you if done you, If you look at, like, uh, like Garrett Reynolds, you don't see Garrett Reynolds, like, commenting on his videos because he's on every other week. You know what I mean? So, like, he... Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like... Right. I'll go on and I'll usually if if I, if 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 an entity picks me up mm-hmm. and puts me on their page, I usually go on and like at least say thank you mm-hmm. because it's respectful. They oh they yeah. gave you a shout out. They yeah. put you on. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of love that day. You know what I mean yeah. or whatever like that. And, and it's it's respectful. I've been in the end zone before. <laughs> you know what I mean. I've been on, I hadn't been on dig before, which was like, yeah. uh, but uh, it's. Um, it's nice. It's nice. It, it validates, in a way, like what the hell you're even doing. Because mm-hmm. there's definitely times where, like, I've never landed a tail whip, so I almost feel like I'm not that caliber of rider. And not to mention, I know people like, not to name drop, but like Stevie or like even Barkus mm-hmm. and people like that, who when you see them mm-hmm. and you see what they're doing. Like and then you compare yourself, oh. it almost looks like parlor tricks. Yeah, yeah you know what I mean. Yeah, like Barkus right. wouldn't even be trying, and his stuff would look so good and so clean, and the tires would hit perfect. You know, like on the ground and make no noise. Nothing looks like a pile of bricks, right? Right. Ever. Um. And like me, there's definitely improv moments <laughs> where I'm like, yeah, I knew that. That's what I meant to do. You know, and I'm right. just like. <sighs> I almost freaking died, you know. And Barkus, I felt like there was never any of that. He would yeah. be like thinking about stuff and just be like, "Oh, I'm gonna try this," and like, uh-huh. uh, just uh, Stevie, another kid who's just like a mutant. Like when I ride, like when I first met Stevie, mm-hmm. he was a child, a freaking little child, vegan yeah. too, children, oh, right, right, children, yeah, that like were question asking. Yeah. Chilling with them, and they were just ridiculously talented for their age. Like mm-hmm. Stevie, like I saw one whip from Stevie, and I knew right away. I was like, "This kid is dangerous. This yeah, kid yeah. is catching his whip wicked high, like yeah. off the ground, like throwing a whip, catching it, and uh-huh. like slowly coming back down to earth." You know what I mean? When you yeah. see that, you're just like, "No." the entity you know it's there and like uh and i and i even compared stevie to barkus in a way because barkus if he had to whip up things Mm -hmm. like up a stair set or uh over something there would be like run up run up run up checking in his brain what the heck you know we always used to like talk about quantum physics a lot (laughs) as odd as that stuff we showed stevie the double slit theory when he was probably like I don't know, 13 or something like that. We showed him the, like, Dr. Physics, like, double slit theory on, like, quantum physics. And we were like, you know what this means, Stevie? They're like, if you can think of it, it's possible. And he's just like, it is? And and we're just like, yup, 
Because if you shoot a basketball, it's either uh-huh. going to go in or it's not going to go in. So yeah. you've got to will that shit in there. And he uh-huh. was just like, I trust in you guys. You know what I mean? And we're just like, yup, do it. And like a week later, 360 whips. And it's just like, really? No, Stevie was like, Stevie, all right, so you know how people will be like a savant and they can like mm-hmm. hear somebody playing a piano or see a song or hear a song? Yeah. And they can just like start playing up. Stevie can see anything and replicate it. He can see anything on a bike and replicate it. And he'll replicate it exactly as it's done. You know what I mean? Like, if, oh, Stevie is unbelievable. So you don't want to play a game of bike with him? Never. Never. Just make it short. Get the mute. Because I was going to try. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows if he would nowadays? You know what I mean? But, like, uh, it's just. I, you see talent like that, and you and yeah, something like this happens to you, and you're almost like embarrassed that like you would be on like a page or something like that because other entities are out there being so much crazier than, <laughs> than you are. You know what I mean? But I hear uh, you, but I don't know. Everyone's got their own style, and I think yeah. uh, I, I mean I, I understand where you're coming from because you you. you thought a lot about or been around uh people around. that you know uh do it well also yep. on the fakie subject but <laughs> um yeah i mean I, I get it uh i hope you give yourself some credit that there's usually, something about it yeah i usually kind of sit alone on mm-hmm. like the skate park and i kind of hit the setups that nobody's hit you know yeah, what i mean because yeah. like uh I, I don't know i'm usually looking at things slightly different mm-hmm. than uh uh but I mean, in art, it's just, it was never, uh, there's always the crew mentality, mm-hmm. like where you like can progress as a crew, right. you know what I mean? Because y'all are feeding off of each other mm-hmm. and uh, each person kind of brings their own thing in the crew. Yeah. And um, I was lucky to have people like Jeff Martin and Matt Barkis and like so many other people like Stevie and stuff like that, that you're just Jeff a shark, by the way. Yeah, Shark, Shark Martin. Martin. Yeah, okay. yeah. Right. Uh, just trying to keep you guys. We're ju- we're just like they're doing stuff that like I would be like, oh my god, don't this is crazy. And then like you start seeing it every day, mm-hmm. you start seeing it every day, and all of a sudden you're just like, well, they're just doing this every day. So what am I gonna do to give my yeah. piece to like right, the crew? Right. You know what I mean? To like yeah. you know I gotta contribute. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we would go. I mean, there was a point in time in my life where I would quest to get clips, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, drive to towns to, like, hit spots and stuff sure. like that, and, like, uh, you would be, you uh, you would feel sad if you left em- empty-handed. You right. would be like, oh, I drove all the way down here, yeah. and I looked at it, and then I didn't do, like, what I wanted to do, you know, at it and stuff like that, so... Uh, I think it's kind of addicting. No matter what discipline you're oh, doing, it's yes. it's addicting. Well, it's like, a, and 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 what I was trying to get at was like, it it is like a, an art. I get the same when I land something in my brain. I get the same gratification of if I were like making a piece of artwork or like you know what I mean. Yeah. You're trying to achieve something, and then you yeah. went out and got it, and you came and you made it into fruition, right. and like. Um, there were definitely times where, like, I was like, I'm going there, mm-hmm. I'm doing this. I get out of the car, yeah. get a, say a little prayer to God to protect my brain, you know, uh-huh. and keep the eggs nice. Yeah. And I yeah. just freaking t- t- try it and uh, knock on wood, 
uh, I was able to, you know, succeed some of the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And be lucky. But uh, having people around you who are doing crazy stuff all the time promotes you oh, for sure. ridiculous. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you see it with your own eyes. You see fruition with your own eyes. You see quantum things Maybe coming that, into place. And that's then, all part of what, what you were saying then about having a hard time accepting that that's your clip. And, and people are getting to see it and they, they're excited about it because you know that the people you ride with are just as good. So you have, you have a little bit of a hard time just letting that be, letting that, letting that clip sit, you know? I, I, I have not, I, I mean, to me, like, uh, it is just the internet, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. I try to just like place little gems mm -hmm. out there and yeah. then walk away, you know what I mean? I, and like, yeah. I try to just c come in and like, I, I want I if I do post something I want mm. people to double take I want mm -hmm. them to be like what the hell yeah uh, what just happened there so that they have to like sure rewind it and be like what did I say? just like with anything like just that's why I think in your mind that's that's why we were talking about that XF can can so you're talking all about mechanics so you want to yeah. see the mechanics of how this thing actually happened yes so I'm you very just, like yeah. I try to imagine I don't know there's gratification in knowing knowing a certain way to or a perspective to look mm -hmm. at a trick and almost like a little secret you're like oh yeah. but if you feel like this at the right moment you know yeah. you could flip it and you know it's good you know yeah. and like um, and we would have these conversations with like Stevie and stuff like that where you would just uh -huh. be like how the hell are you doing this and stuff like that and he yeah. would say funny things he would say things that this is funny. He would probably laugh if we were even like talking about this, but like he would say stuff like asshole flashlight. <laughs> like he's like, imagine your asshole's a flashlight <laughs> and you're trying to shine it on the location of where you want it to land. You know what I mean? And that description is like spot on for like things that he was, he was talking about like Smith, like hard 180s like over the ledge or something like that and he was uh -huh. talking about the asshole flashlight and we were just like <laughs> <laughs> we were just like his his like way of perspective of describing stuff is mm -hmm. like perfect always you're always just like oh yeah that is like that he's talked people through tricks like in front of me like multiple times he should have a full-time job teaching people he could sit on the sidelines yeah. drink his little you know red bull and freaking fireball and just like be like man throw a wrench like this you can dodge a wrench you know what i mean like <laughs> he should be doing that because like to be honest like he he is a professional in that mindset about how to describe the uh -huh. feeling of emotion and a motion in mm -hmm. space you know what i mean like he can describe things yeah. very He's helped me that's through, like, to, some odd things. That's hard yeah. to do. I mean, just think of the simplest form of trying to teach someone, or the simplest trick you can do on a bike to start, just a bunny hop. Yeah. It's Sometimes it's really hard to explain because yeah. how do you say, like, I'm cupping my feet kind of on the pedals? Oh, yeah. And, like, people, when they're first starting, it I, it takes someone special. It sounds yeah. like it sounds like he could, he could yeah, do it. He, he could. could. the simplest up to the... More advanced. Yes, he could, and he has so many tricks in his bag. It's just like he would be excellent at it. Yeah. My buddy Valani, he also said something one time. He used to talk about bar spins, where he would make the the four uh -huh. with your arms. You yeah. know what I mean? And just be like, all right, just make the four, okay. and like just make the four, and your hand will be in the right place. Oh, 
You know what I mean? And we would trampoline bike and be like, oh, the four works so good. If you're spinning, you're, the four puts your, you know what I mean? And Take like, your phone right there. Yeah. You gotta take a picture of you going through this or a video because I'll, uh, I'll post this with the podcast. Oh, <laughs> and you can send it to me. Right? All right. Whatever. So, <laughs> all right, so, so like he would be like talking about the four. So like the shape of your arms makes a four, and like uh, it's just like and that's how you. That's how he you was describing like truck basically. drivers, like or bar spins, because like you just are in a motion and you just kind of like lock it into place. And we would be like, oh, you the four was fucked up. The four was fucked up, and he would just uh, he would just say things like that. But like. Uh, Velani is another person, just endless hours of conversation with, like, how... And that's Anthony Velani, in case anyone knows. He and I were roommates for, like, a bunch of years. And, uh, um, when we built a tramp bike in the backyard, that was, like, <laughs> hours of just, like, watching Garrett Reynolds videos and just being like, all right, we're going to try this stuff, you know what I mean? And, like, we're just going to try it on the trampoline to, the, you know, like, trying to do, like, bike flips and stuff like that uh and actually we invented a trick on there that steve we ended up showing to stevie and he used it like all the time we called it the toboggan <laughs> so like you're basically in a toboggan stance yeah. but then at the last second you just kind of like bus driver around and uh -huh. stevie would like pause that shit out for like minutes and then just like and just like flip it around so and he would do it in like 360s and stuff like it just uh, it was so funny, so uh -huh. fun to be a BMX rider and like ride with someone like Stevie who would just like listen to shout it out, like they'd just be like, do it to bargain. And he'd just be like, <laughs> just like, bless it. Uh, it was like a video game to like watch that kid grow up and just, um, it's crazy. But <laughs> perfect, perfect for that. Perfect. Uh, yeah. That, but, that, uh, that's awesome. I just, I, I, I love not only how animated you are, but, um, <laughs> I am a storyteller. I, I get in trouble. That's this why I'm like, good. oh my god, I'm going to be good. on tangents all over the place. Oh, I'll, but like, don't worry. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll give you the hook when it when, mm -hmm, it, when mm -hmm. it's time. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, the, the figure four. The figure four. So he'd be like, <laughs> and just lock into it, you know, and just like, and it worked. He was like bad yeah. at bar spins, and then he started doing that, and then all of a sudden it was like clear. Um, Did you happen to hear the Chris Muller interview with? Uh, with our BMX recently, it was the second one they did. It was the more recent one within. Uh, I didn't, three or four I didn't get a chance. All right, well, sorry. <laughs> he was talking about back in our our era. Mm -hmm. uh, it, we called them bus drivers. Yep. And when he explained it, he explained it so well, because well, first of all, he drove a Volkswagen bus, mm -hmm. so the you know the bus steering wheel's a little more yep. you're a little more yep. on top of it. Mm -hmm. So you yeah, follow, yeah. yeah. So you follow it around. So. You know, and then truck drivers come and the whole thing. I think yep. that's when whipping the bars became yeah, more yeah. important, really, yeah. to run, like, you know, just bar real fast. Or, or yeah. in this case, the four. The four. The yeah. four. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's cool stuff. But um, I didn't realize you were that into the mechanics, but I mean, it oh certainly God, sounds like it helped it. each other learn. You guys helped each other learn tricks, which is the whole idea. I mean, it, I think it's nice that everyone has a guy to ride with or whoever anyone to ride with that's going to kind of up the game always oh you know god and i had that too yeah. with, with one guy in particular this guy cory younger he was he's the best yeah. but it, otherwise i never would have learned the stuff i did yeah and oh, everything yeah. he did was different than what i did mm -hmm. so it was that's a it good was mish. it was more like a game of bike yeah but, 
Only he didn't have to do what I did. We just had to sit there and see which one was cooler. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people always ask, like, how do you have all this video in these in these photos? And it's like because we went and bought disposable cameras, yeah. and one of us ponied up yeah. early on for a big VHS camcorder. <laughs> so we. In, we weren't rich. No, we just spent all that we had. Yeah, to get it. To, yeah, yeah. This job. I only got this job just so I, I could get a camera. You know, and now I'm this here. job here. Yeah, yeah, now I'm here for like seventeen Actually, years. Do I? Let's uh, let's let's hit on where you work real quick. So I'll I'll really end if it goes too far. Okay. You do. Jesus. And I'm gonna tell you. I'll tell you something real quick. Uh, I broke my arm when I first got back into it mm -hmm. uh, at the trails. Uh, it was an infamous tree hit. Oh. Um, so my son didn't even have his license, but so I had to have him steer, but not, but not sit in the driver's seat. So it's it to get home yeah, back yeah. to the. I yeah. refuse treatment almost all the time. Yeah, yeah. This time I was like, yeah, I'll go to the walking clinic yeah, because yeah. they're just gonna tell me, yeah. yeah, it's not that bad. But it was broken. Yeah. The humorous. Humoral um, fracture. Yeah. So so anyway, he's steering the wheel all the way home. Mm -hmm. he, I think he had the signal too. No, he didn't have a signal. I could use my left hand. Yeah. No, but he couldn't. Arm he signal. had to read. <laughs> this was the one that was broken. So yeah, he had to steer. I don't know what I was doing. Maybe I was wiping yeah. tears from my eye with the right yeah. hand. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But uh, when I did that, I had to go to get fitted for a brace and mm -hmm. I went to a, a hangar location. Oh, damn. <laughs> and so it's funny because at, at yeah. first I couldn't stop laughing because it seemed like a joke that the place was called hangar because yeah. here I am with this arm that's just hanging, <laughs> hanging. down. <laughs> and you have this, you know, I guess just tell me a little bit about uh, hangar because in what you do here because it's, it's pretty wild. Uh, Hanger Clinic is a prosthetics and orthotics company that makes braces, arms, and legs. If you want to think braces, you're thinking like, you know, the Forrest Gump brace, though we use thermoplastics now rather than like bent metal, you know what I mean? And like <laughs> right, stuff like right. that and like carbon yeah. and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. For for prosthetics, for as well as braces. Or, well, we also really? do thermoset resins, so mm -hmm. it's basically a uh, material that's saturated with a resin, and then it takes the shape of what it's being vacuum formed onto. Okay. And then uh, thermoplastics, where we would have uh, 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 the shape of a leg or the mm -hmm. shape of a limb, and we would uh, heat up the plastic like a pizza in an oven, mm -hmm. pull it out while it while it's molten put it over the shape made of plaster and hit it under vacuum and vacuum form it to the shape of the leg. And those things are used to correct either deformities or assist injuries, you know mm -hmm. what I mean, the healing process that you were going through. You had to be set in a functional position so that you healed in the correct shape you know right I mean? so that you would be functional whereas if you had left it off to your side just like hanging down it, it wouldn't have healed correctly based off of the shape that it was in uh, yeah got it um and it's endless it's endless it uh, i mean i've i've grown into it and it's like uh but but either way and that that's hanger clinic mm -hmm. and then there's university hartford which is a school that teaches people to become 
prosthetists and mm -hmm. orthotists, the oh. people who provide mm -hmm. the prosthetics and orthotics. So, uh, so it's something you, you would do as part of a four-year. It's, it's a master's program. Oh, it's a master's program. Okay. So these they're doing. They're here for two years. Mm -hmm. It's very. It's so complicated. Yeah. But but they're they're interning while they finish the masters. Yep, they're doing a residency. Okay. At a clinic mm -hmm. or a mom and pop shop, you know what I mean, somewhere sure. in the United States, and accruing clinical residency hours. I gotcha. To then take the board exam. Mm -hmm. to become a prosthetist or an orthotist. Which you whatever obviously entity. have done. I have not done it. I've kind of like, <laughs> for lack of a better term, worked in through like the back door, you know, kind I got of you. like in a way. Uh, so, um, well, you know, as well as me, becoming a, a doctor, say, <laughs> whatever kind of doctor, you know, 60 or 70 years ago was a, was a far different set it was of books. Wild West. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was the Wild yeah, West. Uh, yeah. And that's how prosthetics and orthotics was until mm -hmm. maybe like the early 90s. There was like kind of like a doorway in mm -hmm. to where if you had enough accrued hours, they yeah. assumed your educational level. Oh. Which so you're kind of grandfathered in. You grandfathered in. You would still have to take a competency exam. Right. But uh but that door has now closed, mm -hmm. and now it's a master's level program, and mm -hmm. you have to matriculate in through a school. So right. a lot of our students are biomedical engineers, engineers in general. Uh, they come from all over. They yeah. come from all yeah. over. A lot of the, some of them are patients mm -hmm. who you know are missing a leg or wore a brace their entire sure. life, and now they want to you know pass it on to whoever you know give it back. Mm -hmm. Like and learn the process and provide care to the people who are experiencing the same thing that they experienced when they were. They must make some of the best prosthetic um, makers, for lack of better words. Yeah. I would think. <laughs> well, they kind of know the fit. They may know like the uh, the woes that mm -hmm. may happen with sweat and edema yeah. and those types of things what where you, you like about, you're talking yeah. about swelling just, swelling yeah. so like now all of a sudden your container mm -hmm. or your socket doesn't fit anymore oh, yeah. but there's ways to get around that you can add socks mm -hmm. or you could add thick liners and right. various liners that can manage mm -hmm. that edema and stuff like that so essentially i it's a very weird story <laughs> but basically my dad would just basically went on indeed when it first like came out yeah, yeah. and was like, you are about to be like dropped from our health insurance. You know what I mean? You need a job that has yeah, health insurance yeah, if you're yeah. gonna ride BMX, you know what I mean? Oh, and like, I, and at that time I was like traveling every weekend to go to like New York City yeah. and Philly and stuff. We were kind of filming for like a shook that basically like never happened. Yeah. But, uh, uh, but basically, um, he gave me a bunch of like lists of jobs to do, and there was wheelchair mechanic and uh, uh, prosthetic technician. And I was like, oh, that sounds sick. I was like, I want to build arms and legs and stuff like that. So I just came in. That's so wild. Just like interviewed, and I got a job as a prosthetic technician. Mm -hmm. And I was very lucky to kind of come in when I came in because mm -hmm. like I was kind of at the end of a crazy era for prosthetic technicians, at least in this region of the United States, sure. where like everybody who worked in the lab 
Uh, it was in Newington at the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was in the old children's hospital, so it was a completely oh, abandoned man. building except right. for us. You know what I mean? And right. it was just like file folder. So I would just like roam around this hospital. Yeah. But anyways, uh, the next closest guy to me in age was probably like 25 years older than me. And then uh, the wow. next guy was like 60. The next guy was like 65. The next mm-hmm. guy was 70. He spoke. They all spoke Polish. Yeah, you know what I mean? They, they like, you know, gave me, you know, like slight information, but constantly bickered with each other or whatever. But they were like masters at yeah. what they did. They yeah. were very, very intelligent at the mm-hmm. technical process. And uh, I was wicked lucky to like, because yeah. they taught me everything, like right. uh, the man's way. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. here's how you f- repair a sewing machine. Here's how you sandblast. Here's how you weld. Here's how you do sure. this. And I just was like, sweet. This is all awesome and I was I thought it was awesome because I had gone from like construction and working at like bike shops mm-hmm. and uh, bike sh- bike shops help out actually a lot with this because like uh, running cabling mm-hmm. uh, an upper extremity prosthesis is basically a brake cable system yeah. for operation of the terminal device or the hand yeah. and stuff like that you're basically setting a length of cable and you're giving it the amount of range of motion that you want to give it. Right. And you have a screw that allows you to like set how much range of motion you want and all that kind of stuff. Oh, um, tight and early. So you're basically doing all the same stuff right. that I would be doing when I was building bikes. And uh, right. except you're creating a socket, you know, out of sure. thermal set resins and then attaching a bunch of shit to it. You know what I mean? And then attaching the Daycron and all the like mm-hmm. strapping and everything like that. And... Uh, it was really cool because it was almost like Legos. You would get like a uh-huh. an instruction list, and then you would just build this thing, and yeah. then it would just go off somewhere in the United States. Uh, That's wild. And uh, so I was basically doing prosthetic tech for a couple of years, and then uh, the school moved in or was upstairs at the time from in the hospital. Right. And the videographer for the school who would film the classes, <laughs> burn them to discs, and email or send them out to students, distance learning students, as back before everything. Okay. So like I basically would film classes back in the day, uh, burn them onto like 40 discs and send 40 discs out every single day of the week for like to the students. longest time to students all over the United States. Wow. So uh and at the time, I was going to school for videography. So it was almost like I was going to college at CCSU for uh, media arts. Okay. So um, I was working as a prosthetic te- technician, going to school for videography. This guy was upstairs, and he was the lab manager mm-hmm. and the videographer for the school. Yeah. So I just, like, slid into that position, and he he was going to leave. He was going to leave to go work for the fire department uh, okay. in New Britain. So, like, I ended up just taking over that position. While you were a student at the same time? While I was a student at CCSU. Gotcha. Uh, So then, um, and it was just, it was like pretty, it was pretty easy actually, because like uh, we, it was just during the time period where we were starting to like film all the time for BMX and like posting to Vimeo and posting to like YouTube and stuff like that. So to me, I brought like a, a new piece 
to their like system because I had already been doing it for BMX stuff and I was yeah. just like, why are we burning discs? You know what right. I mean? Like, I'll, I'll post this stuff. You know what I mean? And yeah. Like, and then I kind of started like running that kind of setup. We burned discs for a long time. Don't get me wrong, but like, yeah, yeah. Um, and in and I didn't know this at the time. I, I thought I was just going to the school, but I didn't know that I was still like. So when I was a technician, mm-hmm. I was working for Hanger Clinic uh-huh. only. And then I took the job for the school, but I didn't know that that position was still with Hanger Clinic, but like also with the school. Ooh, so you're getting so now I was hours. filming educational content for Hanger Clinic gotcha. and for the school because gotcha. of my role there. You know right. what I mean? So they would right. send, you know, educators to the school to educate the students. Right. I would provide the content to the students, but I would also provide it to Hanger Clinic because their educator came to the school. Mm-hmm. So then um, after years of doing that, it just like blossomed into a whole bunch of other hats that I wear within there just because people trust me to give them the product that they're like, oh, uh-huh. no, used to me giving them or whatever. I, I don't even know. <laughs> We'd probably be fired tomorrow. Right? We'll so, but, <laughs> but right now you're educating people that are interning. So, ne- so now that whole system, that was a certificate program at that time right. with the discs and like just the early phases of that. But then we became a master's program through, at the time we were U- UConn uh-huh. with that entity and now we were sistered with University of Hartford oh, okay. and it became a master's program uh-huh. and um, then it just turned into like a uh, Posting to Blackboard and those mm. types of entities within the uh, education uh, system, but uh, yeah. So now it's this weird world where I work for both the university and for Hangar, and wow. I'm lab manager here at the school. So I order all the stuff for the school that mm-hmm. they're going to use, all the perishables and all the like sure. casting materials and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I manage the equipment at the school, so all the scanning like 3D scanning and all that stuff, uh, all of the 3D printers, all of that stuff. I just, stuff just comes in and I'm the lab manager, so I have to kind of educate myself on Mm -hmm. how the functionality of that goes. And not to mention, I'm usually filming the educational videos for these entities, so they'll send someone out and like, we'll be like, well, we need this video, so then I'm just, a lot of it is I've just gotten free education. Yeah, by yeah. filming all these classes right and like so now I'm going on like my almost my 17th year or something like that working here and I've been filming the classes for the entire time almost so it's like I've been filming the same curriculums uh-huh. over and over and over. so it's almost just like I'm taking places. the class over and over and right. over again and now it's just like what are we adding to that class so we're making templates now, yeah. and now we're adding newer pieces or more components to things and just building on the curriculum now. At least different the materials that are now available. New materials, like new products, new mm-hmm. techniques that come out. Um, yeah. um, just the ease of filming. Yeah. It's like, I mean, back in the day, I would be taking tapes to right. the job sites and filming, and then I'd be like, oh, I gotta go back to the DV deck. Yeah. Plug in my fire wire, you yeah. know, and uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, and just like, oh, it was just, it yeah. was much t- trickier time. And now in the digital age, like, I'm, I'm, I, I do less filming and I do more like Zoom edits yeah. and PowerPoint editing and stuff yeah. like that. And then, um, and then I'm more of a manager of like transferring 
the data, uh -huh. like two learning management systems and stuff right. like that as well. Right. But I see c crazy stuff all the time. People missing legs, people like, uh, all the stories are amazing and just like. Do you meet a lot of these people because they have to come in to get that mold done for say, yeah. so, say they're an amputee, you've got to get. Yeah, you, we have to capture have that to image. Here. We have to capture that image. Okay. So there's clinics all over the United States all over the United States sure. that they would go to and that's where they capture that. And that's why I was almost like, oh, we should walk around because right now in the other room, mm -hmm. our students are doing their first transfemoral casting. So it's above knee amputees. So we have eight patient models yeah. came in and our 30 students now get divided up mm -hmm. and they're taking a cast of that patient oh, to okay. practice for the first time sure. how to modify that mold, how to then create the leg mm -hmm. or a check socket from that mold uh -huh. and then fit it on the patient next week. So That's we'll fabricate all that stuff right. through the week this week and, and a little bit next week. Uh, we'll use um, Duraplex 5-Vec and we'll heat up the plastic, mm -hmm. pull it over the uh, plaster mold, yeah. hit it under vacuum, and then the students can now fit Mm -hmm. the patient with whatever modifications they made to that mold, you know what I mean? So they're gotcha. taking away plaster or adding plaster to mm -hmm. uh, add pressure or relieve pressure uh, to certain portions right. of the limb right. that make it comfortable, you know what I mean? So it, yeah. <laughs> it no. gets complicated, it gets real complicated. But no, well you simplified it just enough for me to be able to understand, <laughs> thankfully. Thank you. But Thank I, you. you did a good job because <laughs> I told you I'm not that brilliant. So. So you explained it well. Yeah. So you must be a fan like I am. I'm a super fan of this guy, Julian Molina. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He's like my favorite I'm like watching guy. all this like, stuff. I'm like, man, we got to get this guy a leg over here. Like, but yeah. the funny thing is, I don't think he even wants I don't think he one. needs it. I so, mean, there are things that can happen to you from prolonged crutch use. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You That's do beat up on your body by using a crutch all the time and weighting yourself in and that like, way shoulders kind of your back everything your everything stuff. hips were meant to be aligned <laughs> hips I didn't even think and about that feet yeah, yeah, are yeah. meant to be flat on the ground and like so uh it, it all comes from the feet up so if mm -hmm. you're something's wrong with your foot and you're walking a certain right. way it will mess up your knee and it will mess up your hip and then it will mess up your back and then it yeah, will mess up yeah. your neck and then it will just work its way yeah. up the system so to me i see his setup and he does have a, a short transfemoral. It's very, it, yeah. Either that or he's hemipelvectomy. He might be even missing the bone. That's there. I haven't like inspected him to death. Yeah. Completely. So, yeah. So, oh, okay. So, so hemipelvectomy means it's not even, uh, or, 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 or I may be misquoted, but <laughs> either way, he may either be missing the whole femur or he may have a short femur. And, I got gotcha. uh, It is a tricky thing to fit if you're short because yeah. now you have to add like belt and supercondylar like mm -hmm. or super superior systems yeah, yeah. to try and like manage the uh, the the fit of it so that if he's going to be riding on it and stuff like that it would yeah. just be too clunky and I don't in that he, sense I think I, I think I've seen him ride with it with this prosthetic on when he's going like a distance yeah the, you know, like riding to a spot say yeah. And well, he's probably getting more push off, so then he's not like doing this weird like scuff thing constantly. Yes. I can imagine he would be able to ride himself over and use undulation to kind of just like, and then once he gets over, all he has to do is weight down onto it and like okay. get her. So there's definitely people that we fit where we've made like bike setups for ease of like 
uh, like almost like clicking into like a pedal system or something like that, or you'd make like a trap system for them to like basket system to like put their prosthetic foot in sure. or stuff like that. Geez, I, I would think cycling would probably be one of the few activities that you could do for your health oh. when you're when you're a uh, you, you know an amputee uh, to whatever you know to, we'll say single limb mm-hmm. amputee mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's correct for starters yeah just to get the heart pumping yes. whereas other yes. people may just sit well uh, that's like the whole mantra with this whole like world mm-hmm. <laughs> is that we're trying to get them up as soon as possible as soon as possible we uh, just like hip surgery right exactly uh bones under stress heal faster uh-huh. uh your body is meant to be weighted it's mm-hmm. not and it's meant to be up it's not ever meant to be down and yeah. when you're in a wheelchair you put yourself in a category with poor percentages mm-hmm. um you also run the risk of contractures i don't know if you've ever heard that term or whatever like that but like so like what ends up happening with some patients is they may become knee walkers uh-huh. where now I'm missing uh, a leg below the knee and to just walk around their house rather than put their leg on all the time. Mm-hmm. They're just going to walk around on their knees right? just because it's faster and easier. Yeah. Well, after a while, it becomes harder and harder for that knee to straighten out because they're in that functional position all the time. Right. Um, and I mean, what happens to a lot of people who are in wheelchairs is they sit in the wheelchair, their knee hangs over the edge of the wheelchair, mm-hmm. and their foot lay, or the, the remainder of their leg hangs down. Mm-hmm. And that's, especially after surgery or an amputation, that's the easiest way to get a contracture because everything's during in healing process. Right. So you've cut all those tendons, you've cut all these things that are now reassigning where they're supposed to be in the limb. And uh, it, it just, it's, it's the perfect recipe to generate a contracture. Mm-hmm. But now you also think about contractures at the hip from being mm-hmm. in the seated position all the time. Yeah. Uh, so now your leg doesn't really want it. It just the faster you get them up and the faster you get them walking, the better mm-hmm. off they are. Yeah. And that's why younger patients, like when we get kids, uh, they have rating levels for like prosthetics. They're all right. K4s. They all will break the shit out of every prosthesis mm-hmm. you get them. They're gonna outgrow every prosthesis you're gonna get them. They, you could give them a yeah. bucket and a pipe and they will run in it and like yeah. be perfectly fine yeah. and like yeah. not complain about it. It's the people who are sound bodied, lived a chunk of their life and now lost their limb or like, now look what I've lost. Look what I've lost. And then there's people who are like, I'm going to take this. I've made a mistake. I'm going to keep moving forward. You know, so there's, there's a million different avenues I could go with this like conversation. But yeah, like, no, uh, I mean, well, uh, <laughs> we could dabble in it. We dabbled in it tonight. But yep, yeah, it, yep, yeah. Yep. <laughs> believe me, I would do this for four hours. Yeah. But, it's um, insanely interesting. It's, and then upper extremity just like gets even crazier because yeah. like now you have all sorts of like control mechanisms to like run elbows, hands, and wrist. It's just like, oh, it's. I find that stuff the most interesting is the upper do, extremity stuff. Do you ever make fun stuff for for uh, for uh, client? I don't want to say patients. I should say 
uh, you know, Edward Scissorhands just had uh, a bunch of fun. No Scissorhands or anything like that, but know. we've done like, you know, I mean, Iron Man type setups where like lighted like, stuff. And like that's something that has changed with time. That's something that like. I mean, this is not a creative piece. That, like I was kind of kidding about with Edward Scissorhands. It's a silicone restoration, so it almost looks. But you, you can't deviate from the job at, at, at hand. Usually, it's like a cover or something yeah. like that that's covering the functional piece that oh. now like is adding some like jazz to like the situation or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but it, like, uh, and that's what I'm thinking. Maybe that would, that, that must help some people that are dealing with it. That I mean, it's gone complete. It's go like so when I was first starting mm -hmm. uh, in the field. We were making foam covers, uh, uh, matching flesh tones, mm -hmm. uh, uh, making stuff to hide that you even had a prosthesis. Mm -hmm. they, people were trying to like hide it. Nowadays, I feel like people have embraced the technology. Nobody's really like being like, oh, look at that guy. He's mm -hmm. missing a freaking leg. Look at him. Yeah. He's missing an arm. More people just want to like be like, yo, how do you do that? Why yeah. do you do it? They want to ask questions. They want to know. That's, so a lot of people are almost using it as their like piece, that, the thing that makes them different, you know. That's and like my infatuation with Julian yeah. Molina, yeah. because it's like, wow. I mean, it's more how how able he's seen. He rides better than than almost than half the people that have. He's blessing that legs. tail whip. I don't know what the hell's going over, on with my life. Over, but I can't be throwing right, a tail <laughs> over a chain like a yeah. Chain. yeah. Anyway, but the other the other guy, I don't know if you follow him. Uh, Slim one, uh, slim one. I think 1, he, didn't they just like hang out recently? They did. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, There's a whole cool video, and I, I could be wrong, but I think Stu Johnson uh, worked on it worked or something together, like that. Together, I think. I'm almost positive. Um, Stu's done a lot with Julian, which is so cool. Yeah, um, it's a great piece. It's a great yeah. conversation piece. It's just. So you're aware what he's of doing. Guys. Yeah, what yeah. he's doing. That's great. I mean, that's crazy. There's so much to it that I'm like, yo. He is at such risk yeah. because there's so many th like BMX, real especially street or park mm -hmm. or any of that thing. It is the art of falling. It is right. the like yeah. you determine the best way to escape without getting hurt yeah. on every yeah. trick. You're like, all right, I'm putting myself, or and you know it when you're gonna try something. You're yeah. like, oh. I'm putting myself in that spot where there's no way out. I'm gonna be stuck if I can't get out. That exo yeah. can when it's all the way. No way getting back somehow. You know what I mean? And like, uh, Julian, man, that guy, he, yeah. uh, there's nerve-wracking things in my mind. Like, oh my God, the crash reels must be I, yeah. horrendous. You know? Horrendous. There's no escape. There's no, no escape. That's like rollerblades. There's no escape. Right. You're going down that you cannot right. save. It's, <laughs> wow. I mean, we really hit on something that I didn't expect to, that you, you look at it from a far different angle than most of us do because... <laughs> you've, you've seen all of the, the different oh. length you're talking about lengths of femurs lack of femur mm -hmm. um, you know whether it's it's below the knee above the knee mm -hmm. whichever it, so you're watching these guys like the, the, the guy Slim 1000 mm -hmm. um, his his name uh, is actually uh, Leo Rogers mm -hmm. he's on he I think he's on crossed bikes but yeah yeah anyway he looks like he has a super high one yeah if 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 a femur at all, mm -hmm. no, he braced something in that in that in that edit. I think he, or he not had braced, something he, on. He had he something did. on, but I would have to. I mean, you got to look at it like a transfemoral in general uh -huh. is crazy. 
a BK, like, uh, knock on wood. Yeah. I hope God isn't listening right now. Uh-huh. But, like, I was always, like, in this field, if uh-huh. I lost my leg below the knee, I probably wouldn't even be that sad. I'd be like, oh. Because that you know sucks. what the options are. I'd be like, man. <laughs> my life's not over. It would really just be ankle. I, you'd yeah. lose a lot of, like, push off. you lose sure. a lot of, like, uh, uh, and that other rider, that one kid, he, he passed away. He passed away. I think he was, was he French? I think his name was Pascal. I can't remember what his name was. He passed away maybe like two years ago. I think yeah. he had cancer. Uh-huh. Um, but he was doing shit where I was like, Jesus! Like He was, he was like snapping his legs yeah. and stuff like that because he was riding like hardcore street. And I think, I think it was actually an osteosarcoma that got him like originally. But, uh, yeah. Um, wow. But yeah, but like... Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I you can't watch this stuff without thinking. Well, thinking of course, of course. I mean, we're constantly like, when that leg leaves, mm-hmm. you're like, oh god, I hope he remembers what I told him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, the, uh, a lot of patients come back from falling, yeah. and it's almost a guarantee that they're gonna fall, right. uh, especially AK mm-hmm. or above knee. Yeah, you are swinging that leg or whipping that leg into space right landing on the heel and riding it over mm-hmm. there's lots of opportunity for the topography of the ground cobblestone street like all these we do like whole gate training labs where mm-hmm. like a new amputee we're gonna bring them like walking down a ramp mm-hmm. like a, a just a banked ramp right. like down like a a wheelchair mm-hmm. ramp or something like that right. is a tricky thing because if you imagine like the way your knee is bending while you're going down the hill, you could imagine an AK person would possibly unintentionally knee buckle as they're going down. Yeah. And there's yeah. whole prosthetic systems to just avoid that. They're like anti-trip systems where right. the, the, the microprocessor in the knee mm-hmm. is noticing a fast moment in a bad way. Right. And it locks the knee up, or it hardens the flex of the knee. So you could almost ride the knee for a second and be like, "Oh, I'm in a good place," and I can like catch myself. And yeah. you can almost like use your sound lint. But like, right. now you imagine Julian trying to do like BMX and stuff like that. Like I, I couldn't ever imagine even rocking a prosthesis and trying. I, I feel like it would even be clunky. That's yeah. why when I when he came on the scene, I was like, Jesus, this guy needs to be like. Talking yeah. hanger, you know what yeah, I mean? Right. Like, be one of their poster boys, you know what yeah. I mean? Or whatever, but like, oh, it's um, crazy. But both of, both but, of them do most of the riding without the prosthetic, so it's it's uh, it's hard to tell what's going on, uh, you know, off the bike. But the other one that gets me too. Sorry to interrupt that kid uh, who's got like the one. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. G- bar that's like yeah, higher yeah. than the other one. He like ties his sweater yes. to it, and so I'm always like, yeah. oh, this is crazy. That like, was I'm cool. Always, yeah, but no like, prosthetic. Just he he took what he must be like. He's elbow, like tying uh, his sweater or something like that. He may be a transhumeral. I think he's a transhumeral. So he's just you think got that's like most likely a deformity then that he was born. I mean, with? upper extremity you get a lot of deformities just because of ambiotic band syndrome and stuff like that, where it like kind of like stops the progression of the growth like in oh, the okay. uterus. You know what I mean? And stuff yeah, like yeah, that. So yeah. like. Uh, and then um, I mean I'm gonna say yeah yeah like I understand <laughs> well you have a lot of like you have a lot of congenitals yeah, yeah. Uh, no I do and, understand and the upper extremity stuff is usually like a, a lot of congenitals will be mm-hmm. upper extremity based and mm-hmm. stuff like that and like we get a lot of students who have like upper extremity yeah. prosthetics and uh, and I've seen both mm-hmm. I've seen like 
I mean, there's so many. I, I could go. I could go so crazy on these. There's like something called a Van Ness rotation plasty, uh -huh. where like imagine you were just standing there and two bumpers of a car just like hit one of your legs like right at the knee, so mm -hmm. that the, but like at your ankle is fine, yeah. and your femur is fine, but the knee just got crushed to the it's nothing. Mm -hmm. They'll offer it where they'll take your foot and turn it backwards and reconnect it to your leg so that now your ankle is your knee. So imagine your heel is pointed forward and mm -hmm. your foot is pointed backwards. And we'll make a socket that fits almost like a shoe onto your foot. And now you can almost use your knee perfectly fine because it's now your ankle just pointed backwards. You know what I mean? So that's called and a Van Ness rotation plastic. Three feet. Uh, no, they have two feet. They have two feet. <laughs> but it's just like the the knee is the foot is just pointed backwards on one side. Uh -huh. So it's like you just took the knee piece out and threw right. it away, yeah. and you just reattach the foot to the femur, and now you get and now you're just trying to match knee center to your sound side with the amputation. So that so you're saying it's a, this is in the case of a double. This this would be like like. In most situations, like that I've seen, they were either born with like an osteosarcoma or something like that, where they have like a cancer in their knee, and mm -hmm. like they just gotta like, like lop. No They're choice. just like to, to yeah. avoid for the problems, we just take it off there. Mm -hmm. So now, if you can imagine, the rest of the foot is perfectly fine. Yeah, your body knows the foot and stuff mm -hmm. like that, and like, uh, and uh, it, it would be an insult injury to just the knee, where they had to remove the knee. Yeah. You know what I mean? And a lot of these people, they'll try, you know, the prosthetic, like, mm -hmm. surgical knee replacement. You, sometimes it won't work, something yeah. like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then the other crazy thing with that is, like, depending on when you got that rotation plasty uh -huh. uh, or that Van Ness rotation plasty. Uh, so if you got it as a kid, mm -hmm. they literally overspin your foot in a direction because as you grow your body will try to correct the foot forward. <laughs> uh, okay. So it's even crazy like that, where you're, uh, you're growing and your foot will try to turn back around. I got you. So like as a kid, they'll overturn it. Yeah. So then by the time you're 30, it's like perfectly, <laughs> wow. it's perfectly centered. You're out of, out of your growth, you That's know, so phase. Crazy. Like that. So the human body is just like to figure that the craziest thing. That far ahead. Yeah, knowing with the growth that's going to happen and yeah. the changes that are going to happen, they got it. That's they got, insane. and they'll even like they'll cut the bone at an angle to try mm -hmm. and stop it from rotating. So they'll cut right. like at an oblique angle and then cut this one at an oblique yeah. angle. So they're like fighting against each other at where mm -hmm. the osteoplasts like form and stuff like wow. that. And then there's like the Krukenberg, where like imagine I'm blind and I lost an arm. Yeah, they'll split your radius and ulna. If uh -huh. people know anatomy, so basically my forearm, mm -hmm. like so, say I lost my hand, mm -hmm. they'll in some countries split the radius and ulna and wrap the muscle bodies around the two bones so that you can use your two bones almost like two fingers pinching. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. So like now, imagine I'm blind and mm -hmm. I lost a hand. Now all of a sudden I have an extra hand now that I can like read braille and use oh. my bones almost like two so fingers. So and there's still sensory. There's still uh, sensory. It's perfectly, perfectly there. So rather than wear a system. socket over it with yeah. like a hand, and now I can't read Braille. I can't like do mm -hmm. anything like that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 
and these people will be super functional. We have like a video that we play in there yeah. where this guy's got like a drumstick and he's just like throwing it in the air and like catching it with his two like forearm bones. Uh-huh. And like you're like chopsticks, just like, yeah. and you're just like, oh my God. And like, so the, it's not very popular in the States, but yeah. like it, it has its uses, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Especially if you're sight impaired and stuff like sure. that as well. But uh, yeah, it's, it's just endless. The stuff that like you wow. see in this field. It's, I, you know, you know what's the best, and we're going to switch gears now, but um, yep. you know what's the best is I don't think I've ever met someone that's so excited about their job. <laughs> like you, I'm serious. It uh, sounds like you really, truly love your job. I love technology and like yeah. science and like uh, figuring out uh, everything you're doing and right. stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's great. I think it's, I think it's awesome. I like engineering kind of like stuff. You know what I mean? Where you're just my wife uh, kept saying when we were when we were flipping through your your uh, your Instagram account, and she's like, "He's got to be an engineer. He's got to be." Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, I think he is in a way, but uh, in a way, not, I just yeah. like kind of like art things up when yeah. I when I'm like doing stuff." Well, but like, and the reason that came up was less about the prosthetics because obviously. She didn't know the story, and I didn't at the time that we were flipping through. But, uh, and this is the transition into your artwork. But uh, your wire art is amazing because you, you have to have a forward thinking and mechan- very mechanical mind, I think, to do what you do. And it's just so wild. I just kept showing her all these different pieces. I'm like, look at this one. But <laughs> if you. anyone has Thank not you. checked out your uh, your wire art, it, it, they definitely should. Um, but is your uh, do you have a private account? Uh, no, your, no, you don't. Oh, okay. thank you, master. So, all right. Yeah. So uh, it's it ends in an A, right? Yeah. Master, yep. M-A-S-T-A? Yeah. Yep. All right. <laughs> um, no, just making sure. So when when so when people look up, uh, they'll find you easily. But to, so I hope people go and check out your wire art, and I'll put up pictures also. Cool. Thank you. Uh, in, in video, because you've got a couple, I think you've got a time-lapse one that's really <laughs> wild that I, yep. I really enjoyed watching. But um, so it as a side hobby, as if yep. you weren't excited enough about all this other <laughs> stuff you're doing, as a side hobby you're doing, you've, are you, how long have you been doing wire art? We'll just oh, leave it at that. Since, uh, since childhood. Since childhood. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was very blessed. My, uh, my mom and dad really liked art like they were hippies and they like mm-hmm. were uh just like i look I, my mom passed away like uh, a couple like a year ago but like but uh i look at like the stuff that i almost poo-pooed when i was a kid and mm-hmm. now that i see it you know now that i like re you know think about the life that my mom gave me mm-hmm. and the direction that she kind of pointed me she would buy art stuff like my stocking at Christmas time was always filled with like pens and pencils so and cool. like sketchbooks and clay and like my brother was really into it. My sister yeah. didn't really like playing around with it. And then my dad was like really into like uh, like he could draw. He could draw pretty well. He never like did it, which was odd. Right. But like uh, he he could draw. Um, so I always had someone that I would be like, how do you, how do you draw a nose? You know what I mean? And I would like watch him how to do it. And then I would like do it next Uh to him and like see his moves. And I was big into comic books, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? When I like X-Men and like stuff like that, I was just like super into that stuff. Um, but my grandfather was a machinist 
for Colt Firearms oh, in Hartford yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And um, he was also a machinist for a ball bearing company and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, in my basement, it was filled with like lathes and welders oh. and just like, so he had, um, he had just endless supplies of nuts and bolts and all yeah. sorts of crazy stuff. And my parents uh, purchased the house that I grew up in from my grandfather, and then they moved up to like upstate New York. Oh, okay. So a lot of his stuff that he just like had, he just like left there and brought the good stuff with him, and like we just had tons of tools. Was this and your mom's just, dad or your dad's dad? This is my mom's dad. Okay, kind of makes sense. And my dad's dad was even like uh, uh, did lathe work and all that. Like it was yeah. that time period, you know, yeah, the yeah. war time. You know, yeah. they were like, and he like. He made his own tractors and stuff. So there was just tons of this stuff to play with in uh-huh. the basement. And, like, uh, we were big on G.I. Joe's yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And, like, my mom would give us, you know, the five bucks to go into Toys R Us or something. Yeah. And they'd be like, you get a G.I. Joe and you get a G.I. <laughs> Joe. You know, right. and we'd go in there. And no one ever wanted to spend on Cobra. Right. You know, so you're like, oh, well, I'm going to get, like, the... The dope, you know, General Hawk, you know, right, or something right. like something like that. And so then, like, I would go home and I would make like little wire guys uh-huh. as like the enemies, you know, uh-huh. what I mean? and stuff right, like that. Right. And my mom just like loved them, you know. So she would yeah. like put them up on the mantle and stuff like that. So then, like, that kind of got me thinking that way. And like, but we were super into clay yeah. and uh, building models. Mm-hmm. Like, we were in the model club. So every week yeah. they would mail you a new model and like I was just real psyched on the glue gun yeah. you know and like putting all that stuff together like cars and battleships and uh-huh. motorcycles and stuff like that and yeah. they let me play around with engines and stuff mm-hmm. I, stuff I can't even believe like nowadays like I, 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 like I wanted a mini bike so damn bad when I was a yeah. kid and like I gave one to my nephew and he barely even like touched it you know because yeah. like yeah. I beat the crap out of it and I was like oh here you go and then, and yeah. even, but like me as a kid I like oh I was like Taking apart snow blowers yeah. and like <laughs> lawnmowers and stuff like that to try and build like you know little motorized things. I I wasn't good at welding, so I would like screw everything together, yeah. and then they would just rattle apart. And so, you know, making clutches out of like garbage, just like garbage things. Some of my stuff is still in the backyard, and I like love it whenever I like see it because it's just like a little window into yeah, like yeah. you know. 10 year old 15 year old Ian sure. just like oh I found that snowblower engine on the side of the road yeah. Yeah. I found that baby in a dumpster you know or something. So <laughs> but uh That's but the funny. wire art like stemmed mm. from that and my mom was super into it and would just like you know promote it so that encouraged you to keep it going yeah and then like so then I went to college and at first I was like oh I'm gonna be an art teacher you know what mm-hmm. I mean, and go that route. But then I didn't really know kind of what the hell I was doing. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I like video cameras and stuff like that. Yeah. So I was starting to go into like media arts, but then uh, uh, to stay on my mom's health insurance and stuff yeah. like that, I was taking like extra like elective courses and stuff sure. in sculpture. And as long uh, as you're a student, you're still still okay to be under the insurance yeah. umbrella, right? But uh, so so like uh, I started taking the sculpture classes, and at that yeah. time, you know, like uh, it was like I I was I was about drinking at college and partying and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like uh, 
I was that guy who's finishing like the homework like in the hallway like as, before as like read. yeah like so like <laughs> yeah. so it just was like a random thing where I was just like oh I, I know what I can make I can make some crap from the basement like I used to do as a kid and just like wire some shit together yeah and uh, and people were buying them in the class so then I was like ooh I could pay rent with like some yeah. of this stuff you know what I mean whatever and like uh. Then I started, and I and I did it in college, but I didn't really do it that much. I did, I mm -hmm. just like played around with it. And then yeah. um, randomly, my girlfriend and I went to go visit her mom, mm -hmm. who like sells at Elephant's Trunk. We went to Elephant's Trunk, and I was like, "Oh, I'm about this like and flea this market, is a huge life. flea market." For yeah. those that don't know, <laughs> in Connecticut, Elephant's Trunk is a flea market in New Milford, Connecticut. I tend to sell exclusively it's, there that's yeah. like my move to sit because I, I hate too. shipping stuff I hate shipping oh, stuff I went to the I went to the post office one time and it was so annoying because they I used a FedEx box yeah and, for a, a, a UPS and they were like look what you did you you little jerk you know and I was just like what I'm just coming here and I was so happy to have a sale you know an online yeah, yeah, sale yeah. and then I was like this is the it's worst she made me go ass. back and she was like oh I just see you just turn the box inside out. And I was just like, why do you care? Take my money and forget. So like, I, I it was just such a sour moment. But right, so, right. I, so like, I started doing the flea market because it's just yeah. fast. It's just like, they see it, mm -hmm. they want it, and they go. And like, so, so anyways, yeah. I basically uh, went to the flea market with mm -hmm. like a bunch of crap from like the house. Right. And like, I was clearing out some of the shit from like my parents' house, like snowboards and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And like, I, um, I found a box of the wire art from college, and I was like, "Oh, I'll bring this. See if anybody throws some shit at the wall here." And I, yeah, you know, yeah. and I just like put it out, you know, yeah. or whatever. Right. And I'm selling it. I'm selling. I sold like you know one or two things, yeah. and then all the wire art was sold. And I was like, "Oh, damn!" And then like all the shit that I brought, none of it sold. <laughs> like all this crap wasn't really selling, and the wire art was selling. So I was just like, "Yeah, yeah, I could do this every week. I could just start oh coming here." And this is this will be my thing, and that guy right. was just like, "Oh, that was easy. I could do that. I can make a bunch of those. I can make yeah. a bunch of so." So I started, um, I started going to the flea market with yeah. just like bales of wire, and I would just yeah. twist while I was there. Oh, so if you just like smart. I'm doing it live the whole time. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like when I go to this the flea market, I'm just twisting as fast as I can and I'm taking commissions usually like from the people in the crowd like they'll be like hey can you make my dog and I'll be like text it to me and then I just like twist it up real quick and I'll be like come back in a half an hour and like I just like so crazy. try and twist it as best I can and then I'll be like you gotta spray this with clear coat when you get there's <laughs> you have like uh, I, I specifically remember the teeth and I believe it was a bear yeah um, but the teeth were like Perfect. <laughs> They're like you know, just yeah. as they should be. Yeah, yeah. With a bear, I'm pretty sure it was a bear. I keep thinking, thinking, planning forward because if you've got a piece of wire and you've got a complete, say, one continuous run. I, I don't even do one continuous. I would cut them up, chop them up, do oh, whatever, okay. do whatever right. I want. Because even me, that's like an annoyance to try and have to be like, oh, I need to make this one. You're piece. still visualizing no it on another well, level. Uh, I don't. I don't really well, it becomes real spatial, so you're yeah. almost holding it. And I imagine I'm holding it with my hands. You know, it's mm -hmm. probably this big, and then I imagine the muzzle and the snout and like all the. I mean, so what really was the breaking point in like wire art mm -hmm. was the moment I figured like so. I was just like making an eye uh -huh. for a woman's face, 
And I noticed that the eye that I was making looks like how I draw an eye when I'm using a pencil. Mm-hmm. So the second I hit that switch where I was like, oh, I'm just drawing in space. I'm just drawing in space. That's all I'm doing. And like, it yes. would look exactly like my drawing, like yeah. how my pencil would move. Mm-hmm. And my brain just was easily able to transfer that over and be like, oh, well, this is how you, I draw an eye with my mm-hmm. hands, like in a pencil. Yeah. And if anything, wire is even easier because you can like bend it, look at it, bend it, look at it, bend right. it. Look, you know what I mean? You can sure. find that perfect line that your eye views as the the appropriate line, yeah. which is exactly like drawing. You know, you kind of erase it and then you yeah. draw it again. Eh, that one looks bad. Erase it. Draw it. So, it, and then eventually it becomes super easy and like you've made a template and like there's certain things that I could just do blindfolded because my brain knows the shape and knows the feel and knows exactly it it is just I'm drawing in space that's all wow. I'm doing and it's just uh yeah that's that's really all it is it's just drawing in space and like and instead of like having a sketchbook full of pages Such it's a just a pile talent. of yeah. stuff that you could then just like put yeah. out and like crazy let people talent. see it just so crazy it uh... Amazing. There are other people who do it, you know what I mean? And I will admit, uh, like, I've looked at their pages oh. and been like, damn, look at this guy. Yeah, oh, that, that's a pretty good yeah, They don't ride BMX. Like, <laughs> that's you know, true. That's true. So, you know, there's there's no <laughs> attachment. There never would be. You, you're you're my wire art. Right? <laughs> Thank you. Thank I, you. I don't. But there are there are the things that like I have that they don't have, you know. That I'm like, oh well, my design's better than theirs. You know what I mean? Yeah, and not, yeah. and not to say that I even like compare myself like that. You know what I mean? Right. It's more like uh, I'll look in a hashtag and be like, oh, yeah. I, uh, that's kind of interesting how this guy chose sure. to draw it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it looks like a lot of people <laughs> would find that difficult, even people that are say sketch artists, yeah. to turn that into. I have seen people, I mean, I don't know if it's hand strength or whatever. a lot of people say their fingers Again, get from beat BMX. up. Yeah, probably from BMX or just like BMX. working construction, you know, or stuff, well, or stuff okay, like that. that. Have to do prosthetics with. makes my hands strong, you know, or whatever. But no, it's definitely, it's definitely turned into its own thing. And like, um, and now I kind of have made kind of a little business mm-hmm. out of it. And I have my people who... I can count on will show up every week yeah. to make it profitable, if that makes sense. And they oh, yeah. own shops. They almost wholesale me in a yeah. way where they're just like, hey, can you just bring a bunch of dog heads, yeah, and a bunch yeah. of cat heads, and maybe like 10 women's faces, you know uh-huh. what I mean? And I'll just right. kind of like mentally keep that on the docket, you know, for yeah, like, okay, sure. I kind of got to finish that by this weekend. And, and, yeah. and I'll text them. I'll be like, dude, I didn't get, I didn't get right. to it this week or whatever like that. But wow. You know what the best part is, is, well, it's kind of like me doing face-to-face uh, podcast interviews. They're not getting one unless they actually come they to see, see me. You. They gotta see me. They gotta, they gotta see, see my it. face. And I have I, I have my cards where I took a bunch of old baseball cards and I just mm-hmm. like put my contact information on the back of them, you know. And on I just the put them. Baseball cards? Yeah, and I, those are my business cards, you know, or like old like uh, you know garbage pail kids like cards and stuff like that. And they're wow. in a prosthetic foot, like in front of my. Really? That's awesome. <laughs> so, so I'll put like all sorts of weird stuff yeah. too. I make some cardboard stuff too. Most of, I saw that. Most of the cardboard stuff though is more like uh, lures to draw people's eyes because it's harder to like see the wire art from far away. Um, And even sometimes I'll be on the field and I'll get like an odd position on the field because of the way they place you on the field that Mm -hmm. the sun will be like at me at a way so it's almost like 
hard to see the artwork because of the shadows created yeah. by the artwork. So people will be like, what is that? Like, oh, and then they'll be like, oh, oh, I see what it is. You know what yeah, I mean? But yeah. they're, uh, so like, I'll make big gigantic cardboard things like spacemen and uh-huh. bears and weird things like that to kind of like put on either end almost like posts, you know, yeah, so yeah. that people are like, oh, there's this booth, you know yeah. what I mean? And then they almost like look for it now. So it's almost like a beacon to kind of like, awesome. <laughs> just some jazz, just some flair to kind of like add. But That's people cool. buy the cardboard stuff too, so it's like. Cardboard stuff's pretty cool. I, I, it's, it's, in both of these art forms, mm-hmm. I like rapid production. I'm like kind of impatient. I, I get the use of patience in art, uh, uh, like acrylics and like right. oil paintings where you have to like wait for a layer yeah. to f- like dry before you can put down the next layer, before you can put down the next layer. But that aggravates me sometimes because uh-huh. sometimes you just want to get your damn sentence out. You yeah, just want to yeah, like yeah. finish it. So like with wire art, it's like boom, 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 boom. I don't like this. Start over again. You know what I mean? And like uh, cardboard, same exact thing. It, it goes up so fast. It goes up wicked fast. And it's just a lot of your cardboard stuff as well as some of your, some of your uh, wire art motion to it, or it's not the right word, but... You know, <laughs> Automa. <laughs> yeah. Or, so, or some version of kinetic abilities. Yeah, so, so I guess the simplest one to, to describe to the people listening would be, you made the bike, and if you crank at the bottom on yeah. the base of it, you're pedaling the bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> but in the case of the cardboard, I think you had a, I think it was a bear also, uh, something was happening with it. Was it was a dinosaur, was, I think, and the jaw was like jo- okay. opening and closing with some tongue action. Yeah. And then or whatever like that, that you could operate from yeah. so it's almost like you're, you're making like puppet art kind of oh that one control. I was trying to make it so that I could almost use it as like a Halloween costume mm-hmm. I think and then it just didn't get finished in time so then I just like made it into an operable thing to just like put out on the table yeah. at like the flea market sure. and like kids buy that stuff up like oh, I, I mean so I'm, I'll make like big lobster claws that like they're you're kind of like pulling yeah. a lever and like I, I just imagine what I would want and when I was a kid you know what I mean just something to be like there's so many connections to your work your full-time work I mean we were talking about articulating fingers by using whatever means they can Yep. Uh, surgically, but or, or even in the prosthetic. Mm-hmm. So it's, you're doing the same type of thing it is. with your art. It so all just carries over. It's it's wild. I'm, I'm so psyched that you <laughs> connect those. It's just really cool. I mean, I always view this as a version of art. Like, mm-hmm. uh, we are, like, prosthetic and orthotic technicians are making artwork. When I took ceramics or any of these things in college, like I was like making a shape mm-hmm. and then using that shape to, you know, to do something yeah. with prosthetics, you're making a shape. You're, you're, I mean, there's CAD systems now that are kind of moving away from that where mm-hmm. like you could scan the image of someone's leg and then right. digitally modify that. And uh-huh. and there are aspects of that that make sense. Like you, sure. you like, so if I make, if I cast someone mm-hmm. and fill it with plaster, right. make their leg, and then break that cast, it's gone. It's mm-hmm. like the, the, the moment that I capture that is gone. Right. Whereas if I scan someone's leg, I almost am at like a checkpoint in a video yeah. game where like I, that was their leg at that point in time. So now if you imagine if you were a clinician, mm-hmm. you could almost like reference your scans always to be like, how am I looking here? And then, and then oh, okay. also like as they progress through time on yeah. their fit, 
You right. could see the atrophy to their leg. You could see how their leg is forming. You could see how... From the last time they were From the last the time they were there. So, yeah. I mean, if I were a clinician, I'd be going in and looking at my scans and being like, oh, yeah, this was Tom. All right, he uh, had that thing over on the one side of his leg that yeah. we got to keep an eye on. Let me check the notes real quick. Oh, he has this going on. So, I mean, yeah. there's, there's super plus size to it. And then you could also templatize... Uh, or make template modifications uh -huh. so like all right when I see these types of patients I can just apply my template to mm -hmm. the scan which is my usual modifications for this type yeah. of patient you right. know what I mean? if yeah. that makes sense yeah so then your process of patient care mm -hmm. becomes more templated which makes you allows you to see more patients that can be a good thing or a bad thing yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean sure. if you're applying a template to someone that didn't really want template A yeah. and should have gotten template B, you know what right. I mean? Depending on you, right. that was up to you as the clinician to kind of determine sure. what avenue you, you should have went. But uh, yeah. but that uh, but there's and uh, there's endless stuff with that. And it's uh -huh. just, uh, uh, I love all that stuff. I love all the technology of that. And it does definitely transition yeah. you know, <laughs> uh, into my artwork and stuff like that, yeah. definitely. I'm glad we covered a lot of that, and we did cover it really well. Um, <laughs> I'm going to ask you a couple quick questions. We're around the two-hour mark, so cool. it would be, be awesome to get a couple questions in. Not a um, problem. Maybe try to wrap up the next 10, 15 minutes. That's cool. Um, so let me see. What's After all this, it's like these questions, I feel like just throwing them away. <laughs> They're not really important at all. No. Well, <laughs> being a mechanical guy... That you are, you could in the way you're able to uh, articulate how something works. As as I told you, I'm, I'm as far as BMX goes, I'm more of a racer, dirt jumper kind of guy. Mm -hmm. Explain to me and the and the, the BMXers out there, in in which do you use the difference between free coaster versus freewheel? Because it, I think I read in one of your uh, on one of your posts that you were not using a free coaster. Yeah, I'm I use not a cassette. I you use, use a regular cassette, cassette. Which I call free will, but yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah. Same thing. So yeah. what is the what's the difference between the two in layman's terms? Pedal about? pressure. Pedal pressure. So like if you imagine a free coaster, you almost have a little bit of slop in your pedal. So that if you were to like say 180 and land on the ground, mm -hmm. that slight movement of your feet up and down would possibly engage the free coaster and you can I believe because I never rocked the free coaster uh -huh. uh, set the slop or set the amount of motion you have to do to engage uh, the free wheel in the back so benefit being uh, uh, so like imagine like you land and you know mm -hmm. you want to do at least a half a pedal before it engages Okay. You, you've trained your brain to know that I have to initiate a half a pedal before the the free coaster engages. Uh, some people may want to do a full pedal. And, and this is because it's, it's pro pro most likely part of a continuous run? It's so it's more, I mean, at least, I mean, it's hard for me to say because I never rocked a free coaster. I always rocked a regular yeah. cassette. And like, I, right. I am someone who like lives and dies by pedal pressure. Uh, yeah. And I need instantaneous engagement. engagement. Like, okay. I need it to be exactly when I want it mm -hmm. to be. And a lot of my my tricks, <laughs> I am using pedal pressure to death, and like I, I'm hanging on to that like that little spot where you either not have it or you're just lightly pressing it to get mm -hmm. yourself around. Um, 
I mean, shit, for the first, like, few years that I, like, learned manual 180s, I would be blasting a crazy, like, pedal right at the end of that manual 180 to try and get my back end around and get that asshole flashlight <laughs> on the ground, maybe, like, the other way. Yeah. And, uh... Just, uh, um, but now that I've kind of been doing it for a while, I can see the moments mm -hmm. in space where I wouldn't almost need it. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, I always kind of was envious about fakey manuals. You know what I mean? Because sure. I thought that would be just so fun to be able to 180 land in a backwards manual. And now you see, like, yeah. Courage Adam and those dudes just, like, can do it no problem at all and, like, have all yeah. this stuff. Like, But I think he even uses... A cassette, like he's even like backpedaling. And you're I'm talking not, rear wheel manual, not yes. not nose manual. Not of nose course, manual. He nose does nose. Manual. Manual. He does it, but like Ben right. Hiddle, I think was doing like backwards manuals where mm -hmm. he's using a cassette and he's backwards pedaling while he's going backwards in a manual, which to All me right. like is a harder trick because you're, yeah. and even like when I'm doing stuff, I'm constantly thinking about foot position for when. I need to like pull the trigger, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So like free coaster, you're sitting in that foot position the whole yeah. time and you're ready to pull the trigger at but any point you're coasting in time. backwards and not having to rotate almost like a, a fixed gear in reverse. Yeah, I mean, you, uh, That's kind of I difficult. like it though because like, so imagine I can slow myself down. So if I'm like, say I 180 like yeah. a spine and I'm coming back down the other side of the spine, I can almost like slow yeah, yeah. down my momentum by doing it. Right. Um, so the free coaster guys are really they're cheating. No, no I mean there's definitely aspects to it that like I, I like so imagine if totally I, I wanted to like be like crazy and ride fakely like at yeah, something yeah. super fast. Like those guys can just pedal on off mm -hmm. 180 and just like sit in their best foot position right, right. and wait for the obstacle to like come upon them and then just like blast like half cabin large distances mm -hmm. is way easier on like uh but still even the half cab you kind of have to time it perfect right. with that free coast so where me i can almost kind of like lean off the pedal push you know yep. what i mean to kind of right. give me that um yeah i've definitely ridden like played around with like free coasters mm -hmm. but i always end up going back i figured yeah that's what I i'm someone who doesn't change my components ever though i mean uh -huh. i've had the same back wheel for probably like i don't even know i got it from steve-o like yeah. steve Croteau. i don't know if you're uh, like no, that name doesn't uh, uh, he traded it to me for helping him print some shirts one time oh, and like cool. way back in the day and like uh, -huh. uh and that's uh, the wheel you're still rocking. still rocking it today left side left side drive Oh, I'm, a, side. I'm a right side grinder okay. uh, so like it was my chain could now be on the other side so like I, I didn't know left side drive went that far oh yeah, yeah yeah like uh, I probably had that since like maybe like 2011 maybe oh, I think maybe yeah. like 2011 yeah, still, I mean, 2012 maybe I don't, I don't know I think that if it, correct me if I'm wrong uh, Aaron Simone I think he's left side then so I think I, he was one of the first persons I saw at the trails riding left side mm -hmm. and i think it's because of the way he tail whips maybe yeah uh, i mean usually you rock it for a reason like uh yeah, yeah. i think it's a premium wheel yeah and i think it actually was garrett reynolds old <laughs> as odd as that's all but like yours is i think it got. is because he yeah. gave it to steve-o or steve-o ended up with it and then steve-o yeah. gave it to me for something that's and awesome. that's almost all my components yeah, are yeah, yeah. like given from the homies you yeah, know yeah. just because they all got stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, awesome. 
but yeah, no, that uh, that premium wheel is still rocking, still strong. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I love that damn thing. But uh, but no, what uh, the real reason why I wanted to go left side drive was because when I half cabbed onto rails, mm -hmm. my sprocket would sometimes land on top of the rail. Oh. And now you could imagine I would teeter totter, mm -hmm. you know, uh, in that precarious moment. Mm -hmm. uh, from front peg to back peg, and like it's it's always a sketchy moment when you're sure. half cabin on, <laughs> yeah, half cabin on rails. But uh, that's cool. No, I've, so, yeah, I've always was, wondered, and, and to be honest, I've been too embarrassed to ask. But sometimes no, just no, like it, no. I'm not exposed to that. You would never need it for trails. You would never need it for trails. Right, right. Which is why you I need a 45 know. tooth, and you need to be going as high fact, as possible. Yeah, and, and in fact, on the racing side, people want more engagement. Yeah, not less. Yeah, they right. want it's the extra teeth inside. They want that profile. profile they want that baby making loud ass noise yeah. oh, going well, through that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get any anything out of there that may quiet it down. Oh, I yeah. I oil it down to just quiet it down. I try to make it silent. You know, but like, well, I got to have something overcome the. the Sound of my brakes. <laughs> oh man! No, I'm not that. Well, I have been that guy, but someone just posted something the other day too that said uh, uh, no loud brakes or no no. I did see no that. I did brakes. see that. Yeah. Put some soda on those damn brakes. Yeah, <laughs> Squirt some Sprite on there, baby. <laughs> and and man, all right, last couple. We'll finish on this question because this this I need to start asking more often since I have been doing this for a mm -hmm. while. I have. A lot of people on my list, but talking to someone that does a different discipline in BMX, this is a good question for you. And it's who would you like to hear interviewed? Not that I would necessarily be able to do it. Someone that's either passed on or, or is currently riding today, or maybe one of each. Who would you Who would you love to hear an interview uh, of that you haven't? Heard? I mean, I've heard George D interviews, but I'd always like to hear more of a podcast towards mm -hmm. George D. I don't know if he knows, like, I don't even think he cares anymore. I think he's I just like, uh, about his like band life and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. like, uh, I don't think he knows how, how much, yeah, he's yeah. influenced like street stuff. I don't know. Yeah. He's like done a lot of stuff that like when Lino G came around, that was like when like, oh man, like, riding down rails and like uh -huh. doing stuff like that uh just and george was doing that stuff like just rail tricks yeah it's something that i don't think no matter how much time passes mm -hmm. rail tricks will always be something i'm willing to like watch because yeah. i i've have fought those battles and like sat on a rail and gotten like destroyed by a rail like multiple times and like I just you talking uh, stair rails or flat just flat rails? Uh, stair rails, stair rails. Which scared me. I mean, not that I've ever done, but watching how many takes did that take because that does not look easy. Yeah. And the speed they pick up. But then there's people stair. who are mutants now and like do stuff like first try. Like Beacon, he's yeah. one of those kids. He just like still today. Still to this day, like yeah. that kid will hit rails and just like get pop yeah. out of them and like just have all the moves yeah. on the trails. And I got to respect him for that. He's it's because he's from Connecticut. It, yeah. There's something in the water, man. There's something yeah. in this water around here. It makes him crazy around here, <laughs> especially Terryville in that area, man. There was like yeah. a crazy group of kids. That Is just that where like, he's from? Uh, he was Bristol. Oh, he, he was, was Bristol, but Terryville, Bristol, that whole like yeah. group of kids, they all like, uh, they all had the, 
the, yeah. the juice. They yeah. all had the juice, man, yeah. and they, like, were really good at all that stuff, yeah. you know? And, like, I, I just love that stuff. It's, like, something that I... I will be scared. I am scared when I'm like thinking about that stuff or yeah. when I'm trying something uh-huh. like that. I am sitting there like, man, this could go really wrong. Yeah. I got to go to work tomorrow. Yeah. I got to be. So like when I think of like riders, actually, you know who I, oh, I know exactly the person. Okay. Lou Rastage would be the craziest interview that I really, really, really want to hear actually because there all right so he was in a video called blueprint and there is so many conversations had about he was wearing like a trench coat Uh he was like he did like a roof gap where he like broke both of his wrists it's like a famous roof gap he like jumped off of a higher roof and like there was like another roof yeah on the lower roof that was like a little roof like this and he like went off and landed on like the downside of like but he like kind of overshot it a little bit and see i think he like broke his wrists or something like that but like then he did some he did some rail trick where he got like murked and everybody was like what the hell was he even trying? Like, was he trying, yeah. like, a backwards over two, or, like, or over ice or something? Like, like it was, like, we've had many a conversation amongst our friends of, like, yeah. who the hell was this guy? and Where the hell did he go? And, like, and that whole video, Blueprint, if you ever get a chance to watch it, was, like, there's so many people. I don't, I don't know if I'm... I may be mistaken, but there like, I'm, there's people in that video that, like, I don't even know where they are yeah. in this day, but, like, we were we were big on that video. Like, Bruce Christman was in that video. All sorts of, like, names were in, were in that video. But we, as, you know, our little group of Connecticut people, definitely talked about the Lou Rast. Yeah. So I would love someone to be like, where are you right now? Yeah, what, right. What, what were you thinking when you did that roof? Or, like, just hear BMX his small. perspective. We can... Who knows where he is? He's wearing trench coats. We don't know where he is. That's true. You know what I mean? But, like, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing his name right. But, like, I remember that video was just, like, a a conversation piece Uh for, like, a lot of stuff because we were just, like, How old is it, Blueprint? Ah, Blueprint. I I mean, I watched it when I was younger and early in BMX. And I think it's Stu Johnson. I I can't remember who... Uh, he's got that BMX shop, the the goods, I think, whatever. Uh, I think his name's Goods. Or whatever. Shame on me for not knowing it, but like, uh, the what the name of he's of got like an old school BMX shop where he like has uh, okay. the par, like he'll have like yeah, I don't think that'd be uh, stupid. Moto mags and uh, and like he's got yeah. all the old stuff. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't even know, and he's I can't remember in New England. You think no, no, he's. These guys were Midwest. I think oh, they were okay. all Midwest guys. It was, yeah. it was a Midwest yeah. video, I believe. Right. Uh, but I'll put my research. Lou Rastage. That would be a crazy. It's more street stuff, yeah. you know. But like, uh, I always was well, that's like, okay. like amongst our friends, him. we would always be like, wow. "You have to interview him with me then, if I do find him." <laughs> have Lino G. Have Lino G. Uh, Lino <laughs> Gonzalez ask him some questions or something like that, or or Gary, you know. Somebody, because right. just it, uh, there was so much in that video that was just like, yeah. c- c- just the final section. I can't remember this dude. This dude's just doing the crit. He has like the shortest handlebars, and he's doing oh, these bars with like setups that like don't even exist anymore. Nobody's doing yeah. weird stuff like that. Right, right. <laughs> and and uh, 
I just love that stuff when something yeah. is like super obscure and sure. like uh, it's like a little it's like a dumpster find. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Where yeah. you're just like, oh my god, what? Yeah. And you rewind it, oh, and it was even better back in the VHS days. This was yeah. VHS tape, yeah. and like you would be like, oh, and you could see like in the tape the yeah. wear marks from <laughs> people like rewinding yeah. it over. It's so right. funny. We had this we had this homie we had this homie named Chep in New Britain, and we would always let him like borrow the tapes. And then we'd get the tapes back, and we'd be like, bro, you ruined the tape. And he'd be like, sorry, man, I reround that Edwin section like 50 times. <laughs> He's going to bed just rewinding one trick like over and over and over and over and over again. That's so like, I, I, I loved how that like yeah. existed at some point in time, you know yeah. what I mean? And it made Absolutely. things so much more, you know, yeah. important. Because <laughs> you oh, had man. a limited time with your tape that you were right. like fucking yeah, you know, I'd like you'd be like, oh man, my tape is dying. I need to get another copy. Yeah. We gotta get that ECD. I, my boy has yeah. an ECD, and I'm trying to like get a hold of it so I could just yeah. you know re re like record that. But like, yeah, right. uh, at least get it saved to DVR. Yeah, at least that. Uh, I probably should check it. I don't watch too many videos nowadays. You know what I mean? It's just more. You know, I don't watch anything. I really just like. If the homie makes yeah, something yeah. like vegan or something like that comes sure. out with something, yeah. I'll check in on my, on my children, yeah, yeah. my little chickens, make sure they're still doing stuff, and I'll be like, right. "Yep, he's right. doing shit. He's killing it. Right. He's killing it." And freaking all the other guys, but it is well, what it is. Uh, let's wrap it up on that. All right. Yeah, let's wrap it up. And I, let awesome. me uh, thank Jeff to Paul real quick uh, for calling in. Sorry, I had to boot you quick there, Jeff. Is this I'm so last minute. I just slapped this together. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. And so I'm glad we got to at least hear from Jeff. And thank you, Brant Moore, for calling in because Brant is just—he's got to be one of the most hardest working guys. <laughs> and, he, and he and he rides a lot too. And he, he's a lip lord. Yeah, he's just a, <laughs> and he's a he's a really nice guy. And he, but uh, anyway, it was nice for him to call in. He's a, anyone you want to shout out, go for it. And we'll, uh, and we'll uh, I mean, uh, I could shout out a bunch of people, but basically all the homies, you know who you are. Uh, I could list them off, you know what I mean. But uh, thank you very much to my girlfriend uh, and better half. Laura Stanhope, I really love you. Thank you, Joe, for You're the interview. I really appreciate oh, it. Oh, no problem. Yeah. Thank you for doing it. And I'm psyched it worked out. Thank you. Thank no you problem. very much. Really Anytime. appreciate it. All right. I'd say cool. peace, but that's like so out of character. No, I, I just say, say something like, like I'll leave it to you then. You say peace. You, you wrap it up with your peace. Mm. Go ahead. Give it a good, strong peace. Peace we'll out. There you go. <laughs>